We should start perimeter fires. See these bastards before they come. For us. <laughs> was that? The Alpha. They went at him. He put it down. Whatever, whatever that challenge was, the Alpha put it down. How are we going to deal with this? We kill him. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Episode 220, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we're talking about how just amazing the United States of America is today. Oh, and there's some wolves and stuff. I don't know, James, what's today's show? Uh, Left for the Wolves. Sounds a, sounds a lot like America. Left for the Wolves. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to jump right into that. Jesus Christ, I'm Mike. I'm James. Yep, and uh, you know what? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Feel. Here's, here's the, the feel. feel. I don't know. I here's... can't speak. I I hate everything to do with America right now. <laughs> I don't. I do. Good Lord. Everything? What is going on with this country? Wait, everything, not everything, Mike? Not I'm everything. Drink, I like, I'm, I like milkshakes. I'm drinking an American beer right now. Yep, I'll say, I like milkshakes. I like American beer. I like American women. I like uh, I like American men. I like hey. Bel- I like Belgian I, women. <clears throat> I love Bill Bellamy. Whatever that. What the fuck happened to Bill Bellamy? I don't know. You're really <laughs> you're really fuck. You're all over the place. Tonight, I'm going though. for it tonight, dude. Uh, last I heard, he was. Um, I, I think I think How to Be a Player was the last <laughs> the last time I ever saw him. Or maybe a rock jock, maybe a rock jock's. Uh, oh, dude, rock game. and jock, dude, the fucking rock and jock games. Yeah, best thing that was ever on sports television. That wasn't Hands sports down. television, dude. It was MTV. Fine, music television. <laughs> like you would, like you would be watching <laughs> sports TV. Like you can tell the Go difference these days. Come on, sports television, music. It's all giving my it's MTV. All the same. Um. The point is, the world's a mess. Uh, we're surviving it by drinking beer and watching horror movies. Welcome to 2021. Hmm. It's off to a fun start. Hey. Hey, man. What else do you want from me? What's the worst thing that's happened so far in 2021? The worst thing? Yeah. Probably the U.S. fucking capital oh. being overthrown by a guy in a Chewbacca bikini. Oh, I was gonna say I broke my Apple Watch, but yeah, that was pretty bad too, I suppose. Oh, oh, oh! Personally, you're talking about huh? personally the worst. No, thing that not happened per- to me. it was it was a joke, Mike. Oh, oh. sorry. Right. Keep up, bud. Keep up. Sorry, sorry. I was trying to I, I was trying to make light of the situation of our fucking capital being taken oh, over by weirdos. Don't you dare! <laughs> yeah, uh, weird week, guys. Weird week. Um, this. It's a historical week. I mean, what else can you say about it? It is. 
Yeah, not for, not, not for um, a good reason, but it's a historical week. I kind of found out about it a little bit late. Like I don't, I don't really watch. I, too. I don't watch TV or go on social media that much during the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, my wife texted me when she was getting out of work, and she's like, "Do you have the news on? This is crazy." I'm like, "What?" And then I still didn't turn the news on until she got my home at like four thirty. M- and my wife, <laughs> your wife, <laughs> your wife, she's <laughs> kind of your wife too. Me. We're literally the exact same way because she was talking to you. Uh, I was talking to the girl that I'm seeing. It's like, are you keeping up with this? Like, have you seen what's going on? Mm-hmm. And she hadn't and you hadn't mm-hmm. seen anything. And I didn't see anything until, honestly, way later on in the day. Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean that it was any less crazy. <clears throat> no. Um, it's, it's the first headline insanity, that I saw dude. was guns drawn on the Congress floor. Yeah. Or Senate floor or whatever. Yeah. Like what? What the fuck is going on in this world that we're it's living insane. in right now? It's insane, dude. Crazy. Like, listen, I'm I'm a part of a side, right? Listen, hey, hi, I I like a certain side. Everything's crazy right now. Yeah. Everything's fucking crazy. Right. Um, I will. Well, very, and, very... and there's just like, I mean, it doesn't matter what side you fall on, whether you're right, you're left, you're fucking independent, you're you're. Uh, galactic space party whatever the fuck spaghetti monster if you saw what happened at the capitol and you, you should be ashamed and, and you agreed with that well if you saw it you shouldn't be ashamed of it just well. seeing it shouldn't make you ashamed but if you saw what happened at the capitol and you like uh you like our constitutional republic that we live in here and 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 you enjoy uh, what we have as a country, you know, like all all the all the shit show stuff aside, but as far as what we have as a constitutional republic, if you respect that, and you or, or you say you respect it, and you see what happened at the Capitol, and you agree with what happened there, then you don't respect our no, country I as agree. a constitutional. That's what I was saying. You because should be ashamed. That was fucking terrible, dude. It was. Yeah. It was one of the. It was one of the. It, it was scary to me in a way, not like scary, like, oh, I'm scared, but like scary to me Paul, in a way Paul that Bear like... Paul style? Oh, okay. <laughs> like scary oh, to scared. me in a way that like, how the fuck, how did we reach this point? How does it know? happen? How does that happen? It's crazy. That's the thing. It is, we, it is insane. There's a meme. There's a meme that I shared the other day. It was like, we spent $75 billion on national security, yet a dude, yet fucking Duck Dynasty and a dude in a Chewbacca bikini overthrew oh, the fucker with the, the horns the <laughs> like i don't yeah. it's, it's a joke yes i get it but it's also sort of true well it's just i don't know dude like it's insane there is i don't care what side you fall on and or what your beliefs are there's there's a certain amount of respect and decorum that we all must uphold as as americans and you just fought, you shit the bed, guys. Like, what oh, are yeah. you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? You are shit you the bed, doing, rolled man? around with it, and then went on a march. That's yeah. what you did. God, um, it, the whole thing's insane. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It's deplorable. Yeah, it's um, yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know. And I'm not. No I'm not a, for it. I'm not a fan of any of the. I'm not a fan of any of the violence on either side. Fuck I hate. Them all. I, I fucking hate. It. I hate it all. Like, can't we just? Can't we just get along? And I realize that there's. I realize there's major problems uh, in our country that sparked a lot of the violence sure. this past summer, so that's more understandable, you know. But like, 
God, there's got to be a better way to fucking figure this stuff out rather than like burning shit down and and breaking into our capital and killing You'd each other think. and God, it you would sucks. Think. Fucking sucks, dude. We're the laughing stock of the world right now, and it's well. Do you ever sucks. do you ever watch do you ever watch um, news reports from elsewhere, like BBC or Australian or anything else? I do, yeah, sometimes. Um, it's insane. I watch <laughs> they do. a lot they of laugh it. at us. I watch a lot of it in the last forty eight hours. They laugh at us, yeah. like straight up. Like this was once like superpowers were a little bit passe, right? But like the U.S. was top two. Right, you usually top one, but sometimes top two. <laughs> yeah, um, superpowers in the world, and it's it legitimately is a laughing stock. Well, I mean, technically we're it's still crazy. a superpower, but you get, um, but you get what I'm saying though. You but yeah, saying. it's it's kind of Dep- like depending on the person. There's other people that are bigger than us, but yeah, the, that's almost irrelevant at this point. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, man, is it depressing? It's just kind of it's weird to watch. Yeah. And it's definitely it's it's like I've got young kids uh, who don't understand what's going on. These are this is going to be something that we talk about for the rest of our lives. You know, it's, this is it's like, history bookmaking. This fucking this year, I mean, I know we're in twenty twenty one now, but still, like as far as when the uh, when the pandemic started, we're still sort of in that like that calendar year or fiscal year or whatever the fuck. But it's been. Uh, a, a pandemic like uh like rioting mass rioting people dying everywhere cities burning down um, we're gonna get and, about and, and now much... and now this it's like how am i gonna explain this year to my kids when they get a little bit older because they're not gonna we're, remember it it's like hey, you guys a... remember when the world literally seemed like it was ending for a year we're gonna get about as much mentioned in the history books as the entire aztec empire <laughs> Go back to sixth grade. How much did you hear about it? Nothing. What is it? Was it one? Was it one of the biggest civilizations in the world for a lot of years? Yes. You know what I? Heard, you know what I heard recently is there is there was some guy in like Sweden, some sort of uh, I don't know if it was really Sweden. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there because it seems like Swedish people are pretty smart and you know they're historians sure. and stuff. But sure. anyway, it was some guy from somewhere, and he was he was talking about like historically how it's. Like 200 years seems to be the. uh, Is it 200 years? 200. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Or is it 400? How how long have we been? How long have we been around for? Or is it 2,000? It's. I'm sure it's thousands. If we're talking about how long people have been around. No, no, it's uh, as far as like an empire is, as far as empires are um concerned, he said this number, this like this. This particular, I, I think it was 400 years. Like, uh, it seems to be like the expiration date for most yeah. empires. There, like they're they're around they're around for like 400 years and then they just crumble almost there, almost overnight and for like seemingly no reason. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously there's reasons, but like in the history books, it's like and then the fucking Mayans were gone all of a sudden. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, like are well, we gonna like are we headed toward that? And then all of a sudden, a, America just fucking burnt to the ground, and then they were there, they weren't there anymore. There was a meme that I saw that was great. It was like when the Aztecs found out they were dyslexic, dyslexic, and 2012 meant 2021. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit! <laughs> it's kind of funny we have because the year 2000 was supposed to be you know Y2K. Oh my god, the computers are gonna reset and. 
yeah. we're, it's, 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 where it's kinda, are you now, John Connor? It's kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of funny to think back to the year 2000 and how we were all just like, oh my God, what if it really happens? Like, I wasn't. I'm just well, saying. I was, we all had a lot of fun with it. I remember going to my buddy Matt's house on December 31st, 1999, and ringing in the new year. And we were all just like, Having a yeah. good time. We were all just yeah. we were all just having a good time and like fuck fuck Y2K. It's not gonna happen. And then right at midnight, we all did our, you know, we all did our kiss our girlfriends. And then for about five minutes, we all just kind of sat there like quietly just going, Okay, is it gonna happen? Gonna is it gonna happen? <laughs> and then and then like and then like twelve ten AM rolled around and we're like, I think we're all right. <laughs> yeah. And that's how everybody pretty much was. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember the year 2000, bell rang. I didn't kiss my girlfriend because no one liked me. Um, and I was still like, you know what? I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was how my mind went. <laughs> it's but, kind of um, funny to think like, uh, like now with our, you know, our, our world literally burning down around us and stuff. Like literally burning. The idea that all the computers resetting and our fucking, you know, our economy taking a shit it's like uh our Who, wait, whose computers are resetting that was what that was what the idea behind y2k was oh yeah back then yeah 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 and it's like so we made it past that and now here we are 20 years later we don't really have to worry so much about the computers resetting and our economy taking a shit because we're doing it all on our own yeah right <laughs> you no know shit. the economy's no going down the shitter we're burning our cities down and it's everything's um, just yeah. uh everything's fucking weird man it's everything's made for crazy people it's simple as that it's it's not would it be easier if we went crazy you think i think so yeah 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 100 percent. Right. well hey q anon here i come <laughs> you you got a new bud well they were the ones here that led I the charge come. this weekend so maybe not um, oh what a bunch of, I, good, <laughs> good lord hey this, you know what james you know what's better about you know what's better about life than life itself movies movies. (laughs) yeah and we watched a couple of fucking scary movies this week well maybe not scary but thrilling they were more thrilling than scary more thrilling but also if you're out in the dark and there's a weird growl coming from the woods fucking scary as shit well yeah that's the thing is we say that they weren't necessarily scary movies but this is your nightmare this is your personal nightmare by uh, in more ways than one, James. Yeah. Not only did I have to explain the movies that we watched this week, the girl that I'm seeing, I had to explain to her my irrational fear. <laughs> the fucking mountain lions. <laughs> oh, oh, I did. Trust me, she knows now. So if there's ever a vacation, <laughs> she she knows to pack a big knife. Is my point. <laughs> oh, I bet she will. Uh, but before we get there, hey, uh, we got some corrections, James. All right, bud. Let's, uh, let's let's get into them. Let's fucking do it, huh? We're going to correct all of 2020 right now. We're not. With a big red marker. All right, let's do it. Do it. We're not. Let's do it. We're not. We're not. <laughs> but let's do it. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Um, we got some stuff wrong. Oh, crap happened um nothing crazy big however we were called out by mr mindless genius mr josh <laughs> god that damn asshole. it josh uh, that josh, son of a bitch. 
Josh, who, by the way, launched his own podcast this week. Oh, yeah. You guys should all go check it out. It's I've, actually uh, pretty good. Not I'm that actu- we didn't think it was going to be, but it's actually pretty good. I haven't... I, I, I'll admit, I haven't gotten to it yet because I've been listening to nonstop audiobooks. I'm ah, hooked. That's I'm fair. hooked right now. Well, so I Josh, did. I will get to your podcast. Yeah, I probably did. It's called the, the next week. It's called the Bloody Good, uh, yeah, Bloody Good Film Podcast. I knew I was right there. Um, but go check them out, though. It's good. It's him and uh, one of his buddies to talk about action horror movies. And uh, if you like our show, you're gonna like their show. Hell Simple yeah, as bro. that. Hell yeah. It's very similar. That's cool, man. I'm glad that he's finally, uh, finally getting at it. I because he's I agree. he's really active in in our uh, Do You Love Horror group, not our our group, but Alex King's group on Facebook. Yeah, no, he, and he's uh, really active with talking with us because we're he's his, also very knowledgeable. We're his favorite podcast, or <laughs> or so he says to our to our faces anyway. And, it, mother, and if we find out that he's about me. if we find out that he's lying, we will find him. <laughs> Oh uh, no! Uh, go check them out though. The Bloody Good Film Podcast. Uh, you know what? They're uh, yeah, they got one episode out and it's good, and you should listen to it. Cool, man. Cool. Go, go team. Um, <laughs> go anyway, team. though, he did, he did, he did have some corrections though. Um, one correction in particular is that uh, I kept re- referring to Morbius as part of the Fox merger last week. Okay. They are owned by Sony, therefore they are not a part of the MCU. Oh, they are completely separate. So Morbius and all the other films that are attached to it, which is why, and I didn't realize this at the time, but this is why it was such a big deal that the vulture, Michael Keaton's character, oh. showed up in those movies. Yeah. Because that's a complete crossover. Crossover. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was definitely that. So I think that's all I got, though. I'm looking through my notes here. I want to say that's all I got. Cool, man. James. Yes. We got one thing wrong, and fucking uh, Josh caught us on it. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, you know, like I said, if I ever, if I ever go meet fuck him, yourself, Josh. That's yeah, all. That's if how I, I ever meet him face to face, I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> but uh, we're buds. We love all him. right. So here we go. Today we're talking. We're today we're left for the wolves, right? We we're are. Talking, yes. We're talking about hold the dark. And we're also talking about why do you always do this to me? Every time it every time it comes to this part of the show, Mike decides he's gonna get up and walk away and just leaves me to talk to you assholes about whatever. Uh, so <laughs> we're talking about hold the dark and uh, and the gray. And to go along with that, we have a, a little brew from Alaskan Brewing Company. I uh, I ran to go grab the beer and then I realized it was sitting next to me the entire time. Oh, you prick. <laughs> Uh, so from Alaskan Brewing Company, this is called Husky IPA. Here's Mo- the deal. Mosaic India Pale Ale. Let me do my fucking part, Mike, and then you do can your do your deal, okay? Do your part. This IPA has brilliant clarity with a medium golden color. It exhibits tropical and stone fruit flavors with aromas of tangerine and papaya. Alaskan Husky IPA. Nobody gets that but us, by the way. Alaskan Husky IPA is made from glacier-fed water ooh, and features mosaic hops and premium Pilsen malt. Specifications, original gravity is 1.060. I have no idea what that means. ABV is 7.0%. So, you know, watch yourself, Mike, because I think you're already a little bit drunk. 
50 IBUs of bitterness, and the color is 5SRM, which of course stands for suck random, <laughs> suck random males. <laughs> what? Yeah, the color is 5SRM, so. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> or, suck so random, uh, or suck random men, I guess. Um, this, uh, this week is about wolves, right? Mm-hmm. So I, naturally, you got I a thought... fucking beer named after dogs. I thought for sure that it would be so easy to find a beer named after wolves, right? And there has yeah. been in the past. I could not find a single beer really? named after a wolf. Three stores I went to today, nothing. That's incredibly surprising. Yeah, it, no, it is. And I know especially because that... because the craft beer community, it's kind of like. It's sort of like the leather community where, uh, like, the the image put forth is one of, like, uh, um, being rustic and yeah. about about nature yeah. and about the earth. I agree. It's really weird to me that you couldn't find a craft brew named after a wolf. Not and a maybe, single one. And maybe we should make one. A wolf, named, so, a wolf named Crow. Said, both <clears> of these movies... Did play, take place in Alaska. Sorry, yeah. I got some Cheez-Its cheese in my mouth. Yeah, stop eating Cheez-Its on the fucking show. They're dude. so good. First time I've been able to find the hot and spicy Cheez-Its since COVID. I'm excited. I apologize. Yeah, just be excited about it later when we're not recording, that's though, fair, please. That's fair. I'll rub one off to him later. But Oh, God. <laughs> just wash your movies, hands <laughs> Both movies tonight did take place in Alaska. Therefore, this still fits... It's just not about wolves. And I figure huskies are probably the closest related dogs to wolves. I feel like that's probably I feel like probably. that's false. I feel like that's false. I said probably. I'm not like saying that false. I'm correct. <laughs> um, but this is what I got tonight, all right? Especially considering there's just, such a thing as a wolf hound. Just squint at the husky and picture it as a wolf, and we're good. That's fair. That actually is fair. <laughs> Um, and again, well, and again, also in Hold in the Alaska. Dark, in Hold the Dark, there was a couple scenes that that had huskies. Oh, did they? Yeah. So were those husky dogs or husky women? A <laughs> little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the biggest dick thing I've ever said. <laughs> nah, nah, you're all right. <laughs> are y'all still with me? All right, fuck it. All right, let's James, uh, let's give this a little. Are you're not Ding. pouring into a glass tonight? I'm not today. I'm not today. Mostly because you have not given me one of those leather uh, glass sheaths yet. That is not why. That's delicious. Oh, it and is. I feel oh, like yeah. you're missing out for not having poured it in a glass. No, I don't think I am. That's baby, absolutely this, fantastic. This baby really has to breathe. It's a, it's it's a, a it's delicious... The, it's the mosaic hops. The mosaic hops. It's a delicious I, um, IPA that, honestly, I feel like you can sort of taste the Alaskan waters, James. Ooh, it's, the glacier very, waters? Uh, yeah, right? It's very... It's, it's very refreshing. Crisp. Refreshing, yes. It feels cleansing. It feels like it's cleansing It's like the your soul, the body and the soul. It's like my it's what? Like your, it's like your mother. That's it's pretty fresh. Cleansing. Fresh, cleansing. Feels good on the soul. Feels good on the soul. Yeah. I, call, I actually named my dick the soul. I don't know if you knew that or not, but... I love my mom. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna see her tomorrow, actually, and oh, I'll yeah? I'll let her know that Mike and the Soul say hi. Oh, oh, trust. <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the lead feed. 
Uh, so here's the deal. We did not escape any deaths this week. So unfortunately. I heard. So I heard. Yeah. Uh, well, there's lots of deaths actually this week. Uh, a ton. Um, the one that I'm going to talk about here, unless there's one that I'm missing, please uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But uh, Barbara Shelley, 88 years old, uh, she will forever be known as the first leading lady of British horror. Uh, she um, starred in a lot of the Hammer horror films mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, she worked with both Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, which, honestly, if you can say you've worked with those two, I'd say you had a pretty damn good career, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, they were legends, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, she was, like I said, she was 88 years old. Uh, I did not see a cause of death, but uh, rest in peace to Barbara Shelley. Rest in peace. Uh, oh, another one. Did you hear that Tanya Roberts died? You know, I did hear about that. Uh, this one was kind of weird because she, I, so she went into the hospital, and I, I read up a little bit more on it, and it was, uh, she went into the hospital for a really bad UTI, like a urinary tract infection. Weird. And it ended up spreading to her kidneys and her, and to her other organs, and eventually into her bloodstream. Oh God, that sounds awful. And that's what. That's what ended up killing. I've I've never heard of somebody dying from a UTI before. That's neither crazy. have I. I wonder if there had to have been other complications, right? <laughs> you would, you would think at least. You know, well, I mean, I'm I mean, any infection if you let it go, she must have let it go for a long time. She must have. Like, um, listen, I listen. We're transparency here. I've had a UTI. It sucks. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, I've it's never, the most. It's I've never one had of the most. One, but I don't want one. It's one of the most painful things that I've ever had to do on a daily basis, yeah. to be completely honest with you. Like, I'll, I'll be completely honest with that. So to let it go enough to where it's a thing where you die from, fuck, I, I can't even imagine. Well, I mean, I can't. it might have been like maybe the symptoms went away, but it had spread into her, in, her, her internal organs and she just yeah, wasn't aware of it, you know? But I'm uh, sure, this I'm one sure was, that it was more than just a standard right, right, UTI. Right. I, well, this I, I one was that, this but. one was kind of weird too because I remember I remember seeing on the news uh, a few days ago. It said um, Tanya Roberts, uh, f- uh, what was it? Uh, uh, not falsely accused. Um, it was uh, a, a false was, a false death announcement. Yeah, a false like death announcement. And I guess later, there was some sort did die. Well, there was some sort of weird. So like her boyfriend or her partner, like her longtime partner was in the hospital with her and was speaking to her representative. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, oh, and then she just sort of seemed to slip away. And the, the uh, yeah, I mean, he was obviously probably distraught and just kind of saying like, you know, she seems like she seems like she's slipping away or something like that. But the representative sure. took it as that, sh- that she died. So he went out and he announced to the press that she had died, even though she hadn't. But then she did end that's, up passing away uh, a day or two later. That's the problem with so, the press, man. They they um, jump way too yeah, quick at everything. They just do. They fucking they jump the gun, dude. It's yeah. It's before it, it's ridiculous. it used to be like you needed you needed three sources. Like it used to be in the press, like you wouldn't release anything until you had three sources, three credible sources. And now it's like as soon as they get any word, they're like, oh shit, we got to get this out before anybody else does. Yeah. But that's just the nature of. That's the way things work nowadays, because yeah, because most of the news is 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 uh, available on the internet before it's available anywhere else. They rely mm-hmm. on clicks to make their money. So yeah, they. I don't bef- agree. 
It's bad journalism is what it is. It's I don't agree <clears throat> to anything unless there's a tripod involved. So that's just me. I, I 100% agree. I mean, 100%. What, what, what can you do one-on-one? You need that third, you need a third leg to, to make things, you know. That's right. It's, it's, that's science. That's science. That's science. That's science. That's why. Speaking that's, of science, that's, that's why Mike was actually <laughs> integral in the conception of my children. <laughs> There's a reason the crazy one looks like me. Is all I'm saying. Um, speaking of science, uh, moving on here. Um, outside of the deaths, because let's get some fun news. Um, are you like me that uh, just a couple years ago have you uh, have you never seen most of the most important movies ever made? Because I never did. Oh, uh, we all know you haven't. <clears throat> admittedly, I was never a big fan of the old Universal monster movies. Right. I just wasn't. Right. right. So it wasn't until very recently that I started actually kind of backlogging and watching the classics that I had missed. Um, <clears throat> again, I know that puts me in a very bad light. It's just I didn't grow up with them, you know? Yeah. Like it wasn't, um, you know, my grandparents or parents didn't sit me down and watch Dracula, Mummy, Wolfman. Like I just, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I kind of had to find out about these way later on. After I loved, you know, the genre. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't have access to these movies and you want to watch them, uh, YouTube and Universal are bringing you all the crazy original ones for free. Really? On YouTube. Really? Um, so, if you go to the uh, the fear, uh, fear colon the home of horror account on YouTube, uh, there are certain movies playing for a week at a time completely for free. Uh, January 15th is Dracula and the Mummy. Great films. January 16th, you have Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. January 17th, you have the Invisible Man, the Wolfman, and Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which is one of the best comedy horror mashups ever made. It's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. It's amazing. Um, but for a week from each one of those dates, you can watch those movies completely for free. Oh, that's really YouTube, cool. Which that, is fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you're like me and there's gaps in your in your shit, <laughs> fill them. Fill the gaps you, in your shit. You need more fiber. It's like butt stuff. Fill your fill your butt with good horror stuff. <laughs> right? Right? Come uh, on, fill your gaps. I swear, you have the soul. <laughs> you have the soul of a poet. Sometimes I know, right? Come on, <laughs> come on, James. Um, let's see here. Moving on. Uh, joining the long line of great Dexter villains, right? We love Dexter. Mm-hmm. There's a new. There's a new season coming out. Who do you think? And 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 if you already know this, stop me. But who do you think is the new Dexter villain? I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen okay. this article that you're talking about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make an educated guess here. If you guess right, I'm not gonna believe you. By the way, <clears throat> I sw- I swear to God, I, I I know nothing about the new season of Dexter. I'm gonna make an educated guess though, because this person is the most villainous looking person that I know of in all of history. Who is it? Who and is I'm gonna it? say I'm gonna say Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Oh, it is not. Is Willem it not? Dafoe. Damn it. Who you know is what? It? I would love it if it was Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Who is it? Is it is not. Um, just as good, though, honestly. It's being reported that Clancy Brown oh. is the new villain on the new season of Dexter. Hell yeah, dude. And I love Clancy Brown. Clancy I, Brown's amazing. Totally. Mr. Krabs, so I come am, on. Yeah, I'm waiting. This, this might be the best <laughs> casting since What's His Fuck from 30 Rock. Oh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow, oh, yeah. so good. Um. He was he was the last legit great villain in my opinion on Dexter. 
Yeah, there was a couple I, seasons. There was I, a couple I, seasons I, I of like yeah. good, but not great. Mm-hmm. And then Lithgow showed up, and it was like, "Fuck, I'm yeah. back in." Yeah, I mean, he was amazing. Um, amazing. Yeah, Clancy yeah. Brown. I don't know how you would have ever thought that I would guess that, but it's a that's a great choice. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's it's kind of like when like your wife is, you know, she was good at first, and then she's just not right, and then she gets a new dick, and you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's it right come on what are you um, talking Clancy about Brown. <laughs> god <laughs> you guys listen here's the deal i may have had five or six beers before we started <laughs> listen Get over mike it. and i started our zoom session uh because we are we are still doing zoom sessions and not currently in person because mike has a new girlfriend who's outside of our bubble <sighs> And uh, you know what? Rub it in, James. <laughs> I will be be upset about it, please. I'm not upset. upset about I'm it. not upset. I want you to be happy, bud. Um, <laughs> but uh, we started our Zoom session, and I could tell that Mike was already maybe like a quor- oh yeah, maybe like a yeah. quarter to to thirty five percent in the bag. So I was drinking the greatest beer ever, though. By the way, what can you it? read this? What is that? Sabrotage, <laughs> dude. Like, listen to all y'all, it's a sabotage. <laughs> listen to all y'all, it's a sabotage. <laughs> Shorts Brewery put out a Beastie Boys beer, and that's all that matters. Sabotage. <laughs> um, anyway, where was I? Yeah, James? Clancy Brown, though. I mean, yeah, Clancy uh, Brown's like, amazing. Um, his his character haunted my dreams in Pet Cemetery, too. Yeah, uh, I've never seen Pet Cemetery, too. So, why would you was agree? He like the, why would you agree with the me new... then? What's that? Why would you agree with me then? Because he he's haunted my dreams and a lot of other things. Like he's he's great. Like he's he's <laughs> just that he's that kind of a character, the actor that like Well he's good, just a, good he's, guy or bad guy. Yeah, he's he embodies like a, everything that you need him to. He's physically imposing and he's got yep. that voice. Like his voice is just booming and, and really like I think that it, I, I I think that uh I think that as a Dexter villain, he's gonna really kill it. <laughs> right kill it do you do you, do you want to hear his official uh yes absolutely of? yeah all right here we go variety reports that brown will star as kurt caldwell the primary villain of the show caldwell is described as the unofficial mayor of a small town of iron lake uh he's realized the american dream by going uh from driving big rigs just like his father did to now owning several trucks and the local truck stop powerful generous loved by everybody uh he's a true man of the people he's got your back consider yourself blessed but should you cross kurt or hurt anyone that he cares for god help you hmm. so being that being that dexter is now in canada mm-hmm. he's up north right doing his whole logging thing and all that oh he's up in canada eh? He's up in Canada, yeah. eh? Um, where is he? Where the, is he at in the Great White North? Do you know? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's in the Great White North, eh? No, I just said that. But do, does it say where he is about or what? Yeah, in the Great White North, eh? About what region, though? Is there more region than the Great White North, eh? To say he's in uh, maybe Berta or uh... <laughs> he's in the Upper U.S., eh? He's he's in he's in America <laughs> Junior, eh? <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. You I think fucking, he's in Alberta. You I mean, maybe in Alberta. I don't. I, I actually don't know. But the point is, though, is uh, he was working for a logging company. I know when yeah. we ended the last season. So 
my guess is it's going to pick up there and this guy's probably his boss maybe at the logging company or something like that or in around there did you just read did you read that did you yeah he's the mayor he's the unofficial mayor in a small logging town though <laughs> so he's probably the not unofficial his... mayor could be the the head of a logging operation that's what i'm saying like, he's unofficial probably James. not even if it's that small of a town i'm assuming there's i'm assuming i'm assuming that dexter still has a boss yeah, probably and then not. and then the mayor is somebody <laughs> completely separate. Uh, Listen, the point is this: Dexter's gonna kill some fucking people. It's gonna be a great season, and I'm looking forward to it. If That's he, all I'm saying. If he's up in the Great White North, and every time he kills somebody, he doesn't apologize for it. I'm not gonna like this season, eh? No, all I hope is that when Dexter goes to kill him, I hope he says, "I hope you don't brown your pants." <laughs> so, Come on, it was good, right? So Come on. No, sorry. Don't Clancy brown your pants. No. no, fuck you, James. No, sorry. That was a bad All right, joke. Moving on. I'm sorry, guy. That was just a bad joke. <laughs> it was a terrible joke. Uh, this is what happens when you get Damn drunk, it. Mike. Um, here's the deal. Uh, are you are you a fan of uh, Night of the Living Dead, James? I am. Are you for real? Yeah, I yes. I just told you. Are your kids by chance? Because there's a new <laughs> children's book. Coming out based on Night of the Living Dead. Is there really? Yes, there is. Gory Books presents Nights of, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, and uh, it's up for pre-order right now. And it sounds like they're going to be doing a lot other, a lot of other uh, adaptations of horror movies in their line of books. So if you are a horror movie father okay. um, <clears throat> or mother, for that matter. I shit you not, dude. Jump on it. I shit you not. I was putting my daughter to bed last night and she asked me if two things are real this happened last night she asked me if two things are real she asked me if the shit demon from the basement. she asked me if mummies are real and she asked me if zombies are real <laughs> <laughs> you're treating her right my friend and of course Completely i looked her right of course i looked her dead or, dead in the eye and i said yes you better <laughs> fucking believe it Amazing. You better. Um, before we and then I grabbed her by, and then I grabbed her by the shoulders and I <laughs> started to creepy. shake her a little bit and said, "This is a bit creepy." You better fucking believe it, James. What Blu-rays can we believe in? This long, year? long story short, she <laughs> slept like a log last night because <laughs> she's my daughter. All right, so blues. Uh, yes. So Severin Films released their list of upcoming releases for the uh, month of April 2021, which will, if we make it that far, right? <laughs> which yeah, will right? include three Nature Run Amuck titles, including Grizzly, hey, uh, Day of the Animals, and Deep Blood, as well as Alejandro Jodorowsky's 1989 cult classic Santa Sangra. Severin is offering. Uh, so these are pretty awesome, actually. Jodorowsky. 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 Okay. It's J O D R R G J O D O R O. What? I'm pretty sure I just corrected you, which is uh, a godsend. I'm just saying. How are you correcting me? You said it wrong. Jodorowsky. You're getting further away. You're getting further away every time. It's <laughs> okay, go it's, on, go it's on. Jodorowsky. Um, okay, fine. So Severin is offering a couple different bundles for these releases. You can get the Santa Sangra bundle for ninety-seven dollars, 
which includes a digipack with 4K, Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and CD, a blacklight poster, hello, Spencer's Gifts, right? Very An very amulet nice. necklace, temporary tattoo, enamel pins, who doesn't love enamel pins, and a limited edition t-shirt, which is actually pretty freaking badass. Um, I don't care about any of that. I just want the, the tattoo on my forehead. That's all I want. <laughs> it's temporary, Right Mike. there. Um or you yeah, can also until I get it tattooed <laughs> on my forehead. <laughs> or you can also get the Nature Revolts, the Nature Revolts picnic basket bundle, which looks pretty dope. Uh, it's one hundred seventy dollars. It includes Grizzly, Day of the Animals, and Deep Blood, as well as two T-shirts, an enamel. Uh, I think it, it just said enamel pin sin- singular. Twenty-two ounce Grizzly cup. Grizzly sticker, a grizzly figurine, and of course, it all comes in an actual picnic basket. Hey, James. What? Can I interest you in a picnic basket? <laughs> picnic basket. A picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, that one. I I don't know if they're gonna sell the the t-shirts separate from so because these are all these are both limited to three hundred units. I don't know that they're gonna sell any of them. I'm, I don't know if I'm they're just gonna... putting that out. Oh, there. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? People are gonna scoop. <laughs> no, these they up. will. It'll sell out. But like, my um, point is that <clears throat> I don't know that I'm all that excited about this. Uh, I'm more excited. Like I would, I, if they offer the the Grizzly T-shirt is dope as hell. Like if they offered just the Grizzly T-shirt, I would. This buy is the that. Grizzly Two Grizzly T-shirt. No, 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 just Grizzly. Okay. Grizzly. Okay. Uh, the first and, one. Uh, and then of course you can buy just the four movie. Ultra HD Blu-ray bundle for $112, which yeah, seems that. that seems steep as hell, yeah. right? $112 I, I for four Blu-rays? I said last week, I just acquired uh, at Christmas a blue, uh, 4K player, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not spending that kind of money on 4Ks. It's not worth it. What's that break? I've watched, What's that I've break watched down a couple. To? 112 divided by four is t- 28. Um, 28 bucks too much. is that? Yeah, that's... Still too much. I've watched a couple of 4Ks on my 4K television, mm-hmm. so I have all the capabilities to do it. Right? It just—it's it's not worth <laughs> well, it. Well, you're me. also getting like all the, the jump between Blu-ray also, and 4K. I, it's not—it's not necessarily the jump between 4K. You're also getting all the bonus features and stuff like that. It's like that's what but you're paying for. Really, the thing is though—is a lot of that is already available on the Blu-ray. First off, and it's shot in Blu-ray. Like it's not shot right, in 4K. Right. That's the thing, right? So you're not really getting anything out of it. Like to, you're, you're, to me, you're to paying me with for these, the actual feature. To me, with these sets, if I'm going to pay $112 for these four movies, I would rather pay the extra uh, $58 to get all the kitschy stuff. Like I want the T-shirts and the enamel pins and the temporary sure. tattoos and the grizzly figuring and shit. But like the that, thing you know? is, none of that's really worth it. That's the thing. When you look at it from I'm a saying, dollar standpoint, uh, I don't. Not. It, I'm not. I'm not a collector, so I don't look at it as. I don't look at it from the point of view of oh, how much is this stuff worth? It's more like, like I said, yeah, it's that's it's, true. It's kitschy and fun, like a couple of cool T-shirts and a grizzly figurine. Like that's that's fun stuff to me. Yeah, um, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, I agree, but whatever. What are you gonna do? All right. Uh, next up, and the last one I've got here is Jacob Chase's Come Play, which came out this past Halloween. Will be headed to digital HD on January 12th, followed by a Blu-ray, DVD, and VOD release on January 26th from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Uh, Come Play follows a family who must overcome their differences to save themselves from a threatening 
supernatural force and the dangers that lurk in the shadows. Uh, that danger comes in the form of Larry, a terrifying creature created by fucking none... Fucking Larry. Fucking Larry. A terrifying creature created by none other than Jim Henson's creature, creature shop. Did you know that? Did you, you you saw the you saw the trailer for Come Play right? Swallow, swallow, swallowing. Sorry, now no, speak. I have not. <laughs> it was the one where so there's a there's a a family and they have a an autistic son and he communicates through the iPad. You know? No, no, I don't. You didn't see this? I've not seen that one. No, I'm pretty sure Sorry. we watched this. I've one seen together. a lot of trailers. I have not seen. Uh, that. He communicates through an iPad and then he suddenly starts getting messages from this person larry who who keeps telling him i want to be your friend i want i want to play and then okay. larry turns out to be this like creepy yeah nine foot tall larry. lanky don't ever thing. befriend somebody named larry yeah i would never i would never <laughs> befriend a, an entity or a person named larry in my life like if your kid came home he goes this is my friend larry you fucking cake him in the head okay. tell, your, tell the tell their mother to fucking perform an exorcist like, yeah larry okay pal duh yeah yeah, <laughs> I, we know what you're up to. Why don't you just uh, fucking Larry? Why don't you just hit the bricks, bud? Fucking Larry. <laughs> all right. Uh, sorry to any Larrys out there listening. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got for blues. All right. So uh, to wrap up the news this week, uh, if you're a fan of the Evil Dead, like I am, right? Bruce Campbell is doing a live commentary for the original Evil Dead. Uh, as part of a virtual watch-along, which is very exciting. Saturday, January 23rd at 6 p.m., uh, you can pay to log on and watch The Evil Dead with Bruce Campbell giving a brand-new commentary. Yeah. Thing how, is... How much did you say it was? Uh, I don't see a... Oh, uh, did it's you... It's $25. $25 for the live stream. It's, it's, a, it's a bit much, but it's not if you're a big fan. I get that. Like, I've paid more to see... a a fucking movie of his in, sure. in theater. Yeah. But here's the thing that I question. How many more commentaries can this man give? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh I think it's just I think I think it's like Bruce has such a big personality that you're always going to get something new from him. Like I agree. Like he'll be But is $25 worth him telling you that he had an ingrown toenail? during that scene but he's gonna he's gonna talk about all the same stuff you've heard on other commentaries but then there's just gonna be the natural off the cuff stream of consciousness stuff that he comes up with because he's bruce campbell and that's what he does that's so true. that's kind of what you're paying for that's true and it's really uh, a one of one of a kind of experience because that's I don't. Th- are they going to record it and release it later or is that the probably only time not right so, so that's the only you're time asking, you're ever going to see it yeah, if you're asking if I'm gonna pay twenty five dollars to see him, duh. <laughs> of course I am. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. Uh, so 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 join me, I guess. In when a when way is it? That we're not going to be joined. Uh, this is uh, September, uh January twenty third. January twenty third. If you want to come over and brave death, we can do it together. I'll uh I'll rent a hazmat suit. Come watch it. That's with fine. You. Just get one of those <laughs> dinosaur suits. Totally fine. Oh that's, yeah. That's the same. Same thing as a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> Same exact thing. Yeah, that sounds um, cool, man. But anyway, that is uh, that's your news. That's it for the bleed feed, of course. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk about uh, some nice little some shit. 
just some nice little puppy dogs running around yeah, the, run, running around the hills of Alaska and just wanting to be your best friend. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? The, the pickled tongue, piper, teaker totter. Tongue in lips. <laughs> Wait, what, what the tongue and mouth? What was it? Tongue in mouth, the teeth, the lips. No, no, tongue in tongue mouth, mouth, the, teeth, the, the teeth, the tits. Tongue in mouth, the teeth, the tits. Tongue in mouth, tongue the teeth, mouth, the, teeth the tits. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, we're back. <laughs> what up? <laughs> so you know what? Screw it. We'll just tell the people, James. We're we're open and honest on this show, right? We're like a good relationship. We have communication skills. Yeah, and we just time jumped forty eight hours. Our communication (laughs) our communication skills are so good that uh, I feel totally comfortable with going. Hey, Mike. Hey, James. We have to record this the rest of this on a different (laughs) night because you are clearly drunk. (laughs) So I figured out why I got so drunk on Friday, right? I was drinking, I think I mentioned to you, I was drinking that Shorts Sabrotage Mm -hmm, beer, right? mm -hmm. And Shorts is one of those breweries, fucking breweries, that don't put the ABV on the side of the box. Sneaked it. They were 9% beers. I drank five of them before we started. Oh my God, dude. I could tell, because you said you got home and you had a, when we first got on Zoom, I was like, you were telling me a story and I could kind of, I could kind of sense it because I know you so well and I love you like a brother. And so I'm like, that was important for me to say that just now. And so I was also, just so I was that, also in a very good mood and like awake, which is you, not normal. Yeah. And, <laughs> it, but you were kind of like, yeah, you were very, uh, like you were kind of dancing around a little bit while you were talking. And I, go, I was, I was cheesing. Let's be yeah, honest. You were cheesing. I was cheesing. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, so, so, so how many beers did you have before I joined this Zoom session? And you go, I had one. I I had two. I had three. But then at the end of the night, you told me you had five. And I'm like, oh, okay. That explains a lot. So I was so trying we, to uh, hide it so much. So by the, you might notice before the, this tofu section starts up that, um, cause at that point I was like, okay, fuck it. So I started drinking really heavy. <laughs> so from, so you drank five beers from, uh, before the show, and then like an additional two during the show. Well, no, it I was like, in, in I was fairness, like, they weren't. I was like, Mike's already drunk, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna drink heavy. So I think they I weren't drank... all before the show. In fairness, oh, not before the show. But it was kinda, no, it yeah. was like there was three, there was there was three or four before the show, and then one or two as like my yeah. side beer, yeah, right. My Which side don't chip. have a got, don't have a fucking nine nine percent or as your side chick. Don't do that. That's that's. Bad news bears. Uh, t- tonight, tonight <laughs> I have a, I have a fifty percenter as my side chick. Oh, what's mine? Oh, knob. Drinking, drinking the old knob. Knob Creek, on the knob knob Creek Rye. Yeah, I got a forty-seven percenter. It's actually really good. Um, <clears throat> not actually. I said actually as if it's a surprise. Of course, it's good. Um, yeah, <laughs> but so I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll drink too. So I think, I think in the you know the first hour of the show, I had five and a half beers or something like oh. that. So we were both pretty toasted. <laughs> so we Needless just, to say, we decided the night that, got away from us. Yeah, we decided <laughs> let's take a break for a couple of days and uh, we'll we'll reconvene yeah. on Sunday. So so uh, this show will be going up 
Monday uh, night. Probably a day late. Not that it yep. matters to you listening right now because I, I don't know. You're, Josh you're, might be very upset. Yeah, sorry. He usually Josh. listens to it within the first hour. He so. does typically. <laughs> that's actually that's actually uh, pretty flattering because I think he's the only person who listens to it within the first hour. I'm, but I, I'm pretty sure he's he's our he's our, our number one fan, and there's no one behind him. Is because there's gonna, no other fans. Is this gonna <laughs> is this gonna turn into that De Niro movie? You ever see that one? De Niro and Wes, uh, I think it's Wesley oh, Snipes. Oh, the, the fan. The fan. Is it the f- no, I've never seen it. Actually. Oh, it's I really, know about I, it, but I've never actually seen it. As far as I remember, it's really good. I used to watch it all the time when I was younger because it was always on Showtime. And damn oh. right, I had Showtime. I'll have to look into it. Got it's those one of, one of those got one of those, those midnight movies got those seen. midnight boobies, man. Red red hey, red shoe diaries. Hey, just tell tell Josh to watch it, man. He's a, he's got he's got an action movie podcast. Oh we yeah, talked that's about right. It. Oh, we talked about it two days ago at the beginning of the show. Oh shit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so watch the fan. Hey, talk that's about a good it. one. <clears throat> um, okay, so we are not an action podcast. We are a horror podcast. So tonight we're talking about two thrillers. <laughs> I was going to say, it's funny you should mention that, because tonight we're talking about w- at least one action movie. I'd say uh, yeah, the gray well, kind of borders on action. I think, that, I think that this is just an offshoot of killer animal movies, right? Like it's, it's, not, it's, it's, no, it's no Grizzly 2, it's sort of, it's sort of it's close a, enough. If we're being honest, sort of a gray area. The, <laughs> right? Because uh, uh, of the uh, name of the movie, uh, right? James... Oh, heavens. Down. oh, So the first movie we're talking about I'm is from 2011. <laughs> from 2011, it is called The Gray, starring everybody's favorite dad, Liam Neeson. He's oh. got a very, very specific set of skills. Very specific set to of kill skills. Wolves. He should have said that in this movie, by the way. Um, anyway, what though, uh, this say is from to a wolf. <laughs> yes. Hey, wolf. I've got a very specific set of skills. Or he could have been telling it to the uh, that the survivors of the plane crash, like, listen to me, I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> Why is he Timothy Dalton suddenly? <laughs> listen it's to me. Oh my God, man. <laughs> listen it's to me, I, I have a very specific <laughs> set of skills. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this was directed by Joe Carnahan. Uh, Joe Carnahan has done an absolute fuck ton of stuff. Uh, he started his career with Blood, Guts, Bolts, and Octane. If you've not seen that, it's a fantastic movie. I have never um, seen that, but just based on the title dude it's great yeah no, yeah. it's great uh he did narc which i'm pretty sure was starring denzel if i'm not mistaken <sighs> narc was uh no narc was ray liotta ah that's the one um yeah. but he did smoke and aces i like that movie smoke a lot and aces yep um yeah so he's kind of yeah he's more of a uh the more a team more of an action more of an action kind of guy don't leave out the a team brother oh dude come on you know i won't and he's Even also um he's also behind the upcoming uh high budget remake of the raid uh, you know, you know, you've seen the raid I, movies? No, I never have. I hear about them all the time, and I'm told, we gotta do them for the show. I'm told that they're, they're genre fantastic. enough, I think. But yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's that's Joe Carnahan though. Uh, so he did this. Uh, the movie is starring uh, Liam Mason, as we mentioned. Tons of people. Uh, Frank actually. Grillo, Frank, which Grillo. I didn't realize that was Frank Grillo. To be honest with you, oh, you didn't? I did not realize that was him. No mas. Uh Dermot Mulroney. Uh, who else? Anybody else that we know in here? Yeah, um, well, actually, I, I think it's it's definitely worth... Um, well, Dallas Roberts. I like Dallas Roberts a lot. Or not Dallas Roberts. Oh, he was uh, Hendrick, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do like Dallas Roberts, but uh, Joe Anderson. Okay. He was the guy from... Uh, um, uh, why can't I think? Abattoir. Oh, yes, you're right. He was yes, a detective right. in Abattoir. You're he was right. also I in. Uh, he was in Across the Universe, even though that's not a horror movie. It's a good movie based on... <laughs> 
freaking Beatles music. It. So I hated that. Movie. That's because you don't like I the. Need, it's because no, you don't like the fucking Beatles. You dumb dumb. I need to rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Whatever. Um, so this is a movie uh, about wolves, James. It's about wolves. Oh, it's about the wolves. It's about oh, wolves wait, hold on. No, crash. no, no. I said there was one per- one other person that we should uh, we should mention because he's in both movies. Uh, James Badge Dale is in both of these movies. No shit. Uh, and he dies the exact same way in both of these movies, which eaten is weird. by a wolf. Uh, not eaten by a wolf. Blood loss. <laughs> He was the From guy. The wolf. <laughs> he was the guy. He was Luendin in the beginning. He's the guy who yep. bleeds out in the plane. Yep. <laughs> Little pussy. Yep. Right? <laughs> like who bleeds out? Come like on. yeah, bleeding out. What yeah. a like Jesus. Come on, pull it together, man. <laughs> Shove a tampon in it and move on. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's he plays Marion in uh You're right. I in uh I did fucking, not... in uh what the hold the dark. For for some reason, the cast in the gray. I didn't like. It's funny, like I said, I didn't even realize it was Frank Grillo, uh, Dermot Mulroney. I knew from other movies too. I just didn't recognize anybody. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Maybe Liam Neeson was just shining so bright that he cast a shadow so, on everybody else. So bright. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, you know, Frank Grillo, uh, who played Diaz in this movie, he's like the second main main guy. Yeah, and I didn't even fucking realize that he was him. So, um, Were they you, just got lost. Uh, in the- did did you did you watch this movie? Also, while you were drinking five nine percent beers, I did not. Oh, okay, I did not. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the fact that uh, the characters are just get lost in their characters so much. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just. You it's know? a it's a good ensemble, man. Like it's I a very I, good ensemble. I thought I thought that uh, I thought everybody did a really good job, and the uh, it's it's pretty like for as unbelievable as this movie is, because there's mm-hmm. I mean let's let's face it, it's a pretty unrealistic movie. In a good way. I like movies like this sure. where you kind of just toss logic out the window and it's like, oh, yeah, I can fucking jump off a cliff across if a river movies, into a tree and be totally okay. If but, movies, especially action movies and horror movies, had to go by the rules of logic, yeah. there would be no good movies. It'd be silly. Yeah. Exactly. It'd be dumb. Yeah. And I feel it would, like... It would just be, it'd just I be like feel watching like some, feature-length... I feel like sometimes we, sorry, we keep talking over each other. I feel like sometimes we pick stuff apart a little bit too much. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> especially you. <laughs> where you're like, oh, it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't realistic enough. I, and I'm like, bro, I, this is, I only it's do a movie. That. I only do that, though, with movies that I feel like benefit from being grounded in reality. Right? Yeah, That's all yeah. I'm saying. Like, no, this, like this kind of movie is not grounded in any kind of reality first off nobody would survive that plane crash except for maybe one or two people right if they're lucky right for sure the entire the entire back half of that plane would not be alive still right at all so right right there it's it's completely and apparently all you have to do to survive a plane crash is just strap yourself lay down on the seats strap yourself yourself into the other seat and you're good to go strap yourself down that's it that's all you gotta do i mean he had two seatbelts on at that point he did extra safe double the safety Maybe that very important set of skills <laughs> and, is surviving plane crashes. <laughs> well, and he also put his he put his fucker, he put his oxygen mask on. So that's just wh- oh, what about this? You know how in Fight Club where um, Tyler Durden says it's pure oxygen and you're taking panic breaths, so your body goes into a state of euphoria. You start to see things that aren't really there. And blah, whole blah, thing blah. Was fake. What if this whole movie was just like his, like his final sort of hallucination before he hits the ground it's very true and the whole movie was actually that wolf that he shoots in the very beginning he missed and the wolf attacked him and that scene after the end credits 
is just the aftermath of that wolf oh. killing him. Oh, what shit. What if that's what it is? Cracked it. Whoa. Whoa. We cracked it, bud. <laughs> we don't have to talk about the rest of the movie. All right, moving on. Um, no, okay, so if you've never seen The Grey, A, do it. I, it took me way too long to finally watch this movie. Um, this been, is the story I've about... I've been telling you to watch it for years. I know, I know. This is the story about uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, he's at an outpost, a little city up in Alaska. And um, his job is to basically protect the workers of... What are they doing? Is it... Is it I think it's a, I think sort, it's a, a it? drilling operation. Drilling up, yeah. yeah. So his job, though, basically, which is, is a sniper. Which is, uh, <clears throat> which is what I call my bedroom, by the way. <laughs> what, the drilling? The drilling, drilling? operation. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a black gold joke, but it doesn't really fit. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the night, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, Liam Neeson's job is to basically... Uh, sharpshoot wolves basically yeah. to keep the workers safe Sniped um his wife um <clears throat> you don't know exactly what's going on with his wife you think that she left him basically and he's dealing with separation from his wife yeah it's hard to um, tell and that's kind of his that's kind of his story throughout the entire thing <clears throat> um and he's uh he's leaving town basically with a bunch of the other workers there and they're on a plane and uh you know, Liam Neeson's character is very off-putting, doesn't really like people, doesn't really want to talk to anybody. There's like a really obnoxious looking dude that sits down next to him, which by the way, looks a lot like the dude that was carrying the podium out of the uh <laughs> yes, out of the Capitol building. <laughs> he looks a lot like him, dude. That's funny. He's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh, so this guy like sits next to him. He's like, just please leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. Right? That, that's my lean. <laughs> <reason. laughs> um, so that's kind of his character. Like no one really, he's kind of mysterious. No one really knows him that well. He doesn't really go out of his way to talk to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Not a friendly guy. Right. Um, they hit some turbulent weather. Plane goes down. Miraculously, half the crew or half the, uh, the back of the plane survives. And so from this point... It's it's just basically a tale of survival. Mm-hmm. They where they crash landed, they crash in the middle of wolf territory, and the wolves are being territorial and they're killing people at at will basically. Yeah. Liam Liam Neeson being the wolf hunter is the only one that really knows about wolves and the way that they react and the way that they He's an he's, in, he's not an expert he's by an, any means. That's why he's an interesting character because yeah. he's not he's not really like when it comes to the their behavior He's kind of, he's kind of ma- making educated guesses. Like he knows enough to right. make those guesses, but he's not like like even at one point in time, uh, they ask him how sure he is. He goes, "Well, I'm not really sure, but this is you know, it could be this." Like you know, he actually says that he's not like which I thought was kind he's of not cool, like the uh, hunter. He's not like the hunter in Hold the Dark Russell, like where he is. Everything he knows is is yeah. wolves. You know, like or, he knows everything about their behavior. He's, or like John Rice Davies in Grizzly Two. Exactly. He's not putting fucking blood war paint on his cheeks. <laughs> I wish he did. Though. I know, right? Um, but yeah, like so he grabs, he's, grabs a little bit of blood from every guy that dies and just puts another line <laughs> on his face. So keep a tally of his dead. <laughs> so he's he's making sort of uh he's making sort of educated guesses throughout the entire movie, which um, I mean, if you were part of this group of people that survived like if there's one guy who kind of sounds like he's talking talking sense and talking like he knows what he's doing then probably follow that guy right yeah and then yep. but then you've got the one diaz. the one outlier who is uh diaz frank grillo who's just kind of he's the typical he's just that t- like there's a in all movies like this there's always that guy who for no logical reason 
is defiant. He's the annoying man's man that thinks he's better than everybody else. A little bit too much. Uh, right. Little, what's what's the opposite of low T? Moti. Mo, he's got Moti. He's got Moti. He's definitely got Moti going on. And actually, if you think about it, in the beginning of the movie, the first thing that you see of Diaz is he's the guy having the bar fight. Yep. In the beginning of the movie. Yep. So he's just a fuck, macho, like he's ex, just ex-con bullshit yeah. piece. Yeah. The rest... Like, the rest of the crew, though, they, they're defined at first like because they don't really know who he is. But once they realize that he kind of knows what he's talking about, the rest of them kind of fall in line at least enough to know that they should probably listen to this guy because yeah. he at least knows a little bit more than them. Right. Um, so it's a fractured group for sure. And mm-hmm. it's them just basically trying to make their way across um, across this snowy tundra to get to some wooded areas, basically. That's, that's I would say... A good chunk of the movie is them crossing just these big open expanses of Alaskan wilderness. Well, they realize early on because they take shelter in, you know, like part of the 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 plane, the fuselage Fus- of the plane. Fuselage. That's uh, fuselage. that's still enough. Like not, it's not burnt out or anything. I mean, it is burnt out, but it's enough to keep them away from the wind and stuff. Yep. And uh, what's the first? Oh. They're out looking or looking around at night, <clears throat> one night for uh, supplies and stuff. And um, Otway, who is uh, Liam Neeson, Otway, he he hears one of the female. I think it's the female uh, flight attendant, kind of, yeah. kind yeah. of like crying and stuff like that. So he goes mm-hmm. to help her, and then he when he gets close to her, he realizes she's crying because she's being actively being eaten by a wolf. Please help me. I'm being actively eaten by a wolf. <laughs> I'm being actively eaten. <laughs> He's consuming me. <laughs> and also my leg is entirely aflame. <laughs> So he runs over and he and he and he's like, get he away. fucking punches a wolf in the head. Yeah, he punches this wolf. How badass like, is that? Get away from her. And, and uh, then the wolf bends then like, the, no, fuck you, and eats yeah, him. Yeah, the wolf's like, no, 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 no. I'm huge. And so like he starts <laughs> he starts attacking uh, Otway, and then the other guys come and save him. Mm-hmm. But then at that point, they realize they're kind of screwed because there's they're in wolf territory and. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oddway knows enough to say that they have a they have a they could just be passing through, but if their den is nearby, they have a 30, 30 mile hunting radius and a three hundred mile kill radius. Yeah. So if we're in within that radius, if they're not just passing through, they could just pick us all off one by one because they don't want us in their territory. Which I I'm, actually don't think is I, I I'm um, pretty no, sure I, that's not real wolf behavior. Well, the wolves are territorial, though. If you're in their area, they do look at you as a threat. I know that. I think so. That I think there is some truth to that. I think that they'll that. mostly do what they can to avoid humans, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a wolf spurt, so I don't really, I don't really know for sure. That's the wolf correct spurt. term, right? A wolf I think spurt. So, yeah. Pup, pup um, yeah. I will. I'm changing my mind again on something though. I think Liam Neeson's um, very specific set of skills in this movie is to get his his leg gnawed on by a wolf and then not pay attention to it the rest of the movie. That's actually his set of skills. I have a very specific set of skills. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty because impressive. Because it happens and then he just forgets. He's walking on it perfectly fine. He's running. He's. <laughs> it's uh... like, bro, bro. Your leg was just a chew toy for like a. 300 pound wolf it's <laughs> it's survival but like you gotta you gotta just well hey to his credit it was super cold so maybe it was just true maybe he couldn't S- feel it speaking of how cold it was i was reading the um the weather conditions that you see <laughs> in this movie 
None of that was CG. They really? were shooting the movie in those actual conditions. Yikes, like that was man. real Alaskan. I'm sure they probably shot it in Canada, but like those were real oh, super Canada, up north eh? wedding, uh, wedding, wedding, uh, wedding winter conditions. Winter, winter, <laughs> winter wedding conditions. Winter wedding. Oh, um, winter wedding. But that was like legit though. Like they were in the. It was like negative forty degrees oh. set on on set sometimes. And like, he that's... wasn't even like the guys weren't even wearing facial covers. No, they were They're wearing, just... I guess, crazy amounts of thermals oh, underneath sure. everything. But like they were saying though, that movie was not acting. Like what you see them reacting to the elements was legit real. Yeah, because it uh... was that fucking cold out there. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. Um, <laughs> You know what though? It's it's cool though. You know, like it's, oh, it's good sure. to actually see them shooting a movie with practical everything. As well, the wolves. Some of the wolves weren't, but like it just like it's. I don't know. It was. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just nice to see. Yeah, not something was, fake. You know. Yeah, yeah. It was once. it was very cool. Um, and I I can't imagine filming in those kind of conditions. That would and also how do you even like on the technical side? How do you keep the cameras from freezing? You know what I mean? Yeah. In a you, in a in a in fucking a, blizzard like that, how do you keep the yeah, cameras? You hold from... a bunch of lighters around it, keep it warm. That's <laughs> it's pretty much all you can do. All right, boys, light them up. <laughs> um, there on uh, the, the clo- did you notice this? The uh, there's one wolf, uh, the alpha wolf is kind of like the big bad, if you will. Like, there's mm-hmm. all the little little bitch wolves, right? But then you got the alpha wolf. All these like the little all these like little hundred twenty pounders. These yeah, little... chihuahuas. Yeah, exactly. Did you notice though that the alpha wolf? They do a couple of really extreme close-ups of the alpha wolf, mm-hmm. and it's very clearly fake. It's and a, it totally looks like the nothing from the Neverending Story, like one thousand percent, one thousand percent. Yes, <laughs> like absolutely, watching, like, it does. It's like, it's like they use the same puppet. Yeah. Like, it's exactly, the, and it looks terrible. It does like, it's look not really a good bad. Puppet. <laughs> Everything else about this movie looked great, and I can't understand why the wolves looked so bad. Maybe they thought that it was adding a, a certain amount of like terror to it, make it more scary. If they if they made the wolf look more like a monster as opposed to, you know, just a little puppy. I don't know, um, man. A snarling, but they did like use some snarling, real wolves though. A snarling dog, like a snarling chihuahua, looks scary. You don't need to like, you don't need to try and make him more scary by making him look like a a monster. A, a snarling hundred thirty pound wolf is very scary. <laughs> like just, I agree. Don't mess with that. I mean. Obviously, they they weren't going to use real wolves, but I think they did in some scenes. Oh, I'm sure they I did. Say, like, I'm, I'm, at least, at least if they didn't, they were very convincing CG wolves. But I'm pretty sure they. were Oh, real. we meant to look this up, but what to? Because uh, we were talking about this when we were watching <clears throat> Hold the Dark. Uh, did did you end up looking this up when they use in movies where they have real or seemingly real wolves? Yeah. Is it a breed of dog that's? Because I know that there are some dog breeds that are mixed with wolves. I know that in a movie like uh, Adam Green's Frozen, for example, there was that one scene where the wolves were underneath the uh, yeah, on the, the ski thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, those were real. Those were real animals. And I want to say that they were a hybrid dog wolf thing, right. or, or or it could have been just a breed of dog that looks exactly like a wolf. Right. Um. That that that, that being said, it wouldn't shock me if there was tame, trainable wolves. I'm in fact, I'm sure there are. You think so? Yeah. Dude, they think you can train a bear or you can train a wolf. That's true. <laughs> but every once in a while, you have an accident, you know? That, well, <laughs> of course, you, you do. You absolutely do. Uh, the, um, the use of real wild animals, like the, with the technology that we have these days and how real you can make things look, the use of real wild animals in movies is, I res- to a certain degree, I respect it because it's like, 
still using the old world the old world techniques you know what i mean oh, like yeah. it's there's something cool about the tradition of actually using real animals or there's there's or also whatever. something but there's also a, something shitty about it because uh, should we be using animals exactly, in films exactly but then there's also something shitty dance, about puppet, it dance well then there's also something shitty about it because it doesn't matter how quote unquote tame a fucking bear is yeah um it's still a wild animal and it still sure. has killer instincts like there's going to be an accident at some point in time. You know what I mean? There it might is. not happen for. We, it might not have. It might dude, do. It might do two hundred movies without doing anything bad. But there's gonna. There's just. Ever, there's bound to be just one thing that goes wrong and has it snap somebody's face off. We need to do a show that is all about movies that are <laughs> so absolutely insane that they never should have been made, and one of those movies needs to be Roar. Oh, dude. Like, because that movie's insane if you've never heard of Roar before. All the big cats living it, in the there's house. There's, like, over a hundred yeah. big cats in yeah, a single that's... house while filming. Uh, um, um, not, uh, not Audrey Hepburn. Um, what's her name? Um, um, oh, God, what's her name? Uh, Tippi Hepburn's uh, daughter. Um, Melanie Griffith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melanie yeah. Griffith literally was scalped by a big cat on set. The cinematographer had to go to the hospital because he got mauled by a lion Jeez. and then came back to finish the shoot. Like, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. Um, side, scenes, side, yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, there's scenes in that movie where one of the actors is in the water with the animals mm -hmm. and they're literally gnawing on his arms and he's bleeding in the middle of a scene. Like, it's it's one of the most insane things. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen the full movie, but I've seen a lot of the selected scenes. Yeah. And it's just one of the most insane, batshit, crazy things I've ever seen in my life. So... But we, we absolutely do need to do that at some point in time, though. Sorry if I seem like I didn't respond to you for a second there. You went robot on me. But yeah, I, so heard I, heard everything so I heard everything you said, but it was like, you know, 10 seconds sure. too long. Um, side, side, sidebar real quick, but kind of on the same subject. Did you know that there was a guy in Bad Axe, the, the town that I grew up in, uh, who had a lion? And he lived in, you know where... Um, you know the like the main road that goes out of town toward Port Austin. Yeah. Uh, like w like with all the fast food restaurants and everything. So, if you don't tell me the line got loose. Well, he he it used to be a it used to be a like a junkyard. He had a, had a bunch of junked out cars and stuff back there, and he had the lion just freely roaming around in the backyard, and he owned it for like like fourteen years or something like that, and then one day it mauled his kid. Jesus so they had Christ. to. So they took the lion, and I don't know if they put it down or took it to a zoo or something like that. But that's fucked. Like, I I remember I Even remember my parents. Like this was when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, there was a dude with a fucking lion in bedacks. It's such a bad idea. There. So I don't know how true this was. When I was growing up, there was a friend of mine. Um, his name was Matt, and I would go over to his house, and and he would always tell us that there was a tiger living in the garage next to him. Yeah. And I I always, I look back at it now, and it was probably just a big dog, but there was definitely an animal that lived in that garage. Yeah. And they would always tell us that it was a tiger. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I completely believe him. It sounds like something that a kid would just make up, to be honest with you. You knew for sure there was an animal in that garage, though? Oh, yeah, you could hear it. You could definitely hear really? it. Really? Oh yeah. Did it, like, was, it wasn't like roaring or growling? It or wasn't was it making doing? any sounds that I could define, but you could hear it like walking around or you could hear like 
just sounds like i don't really? know like weird yeah. sounds yeah <clears throat> sure so i never saw anything and it was probably just a made-up story kind of like the, it's like the sandlot story you know it's kind of one of those things mm-hmm. um that being said it wouldn't shock me i mean people do weird shit you they know? really do like really weird <laughs> shit and that was just right down the street from my parents house, that's crazy so. people are um, messed up man yeah S- stop buying wild animals if you're listening to the show and you have any uh, stories about like neighbors owning big cats, I want to hear them. <laughs> actually, actually, any weird, I really wi- do. actually any weird wild exotic animals, I, yeah, w- I want to yeah. hear all the stories. So absolutely, let us know. Um, okay, count- so we talked about how the- we're counting on you, Josh, because we know you're the only one listening. <laughs> so we talked about the acting. Uh, back to the gray. We talked about yeah, the acting yeah. in the movie and how the acting was great, kind of because it wasn't really acting. Like they were freezing and they were doing whatever they could to to play their characters and that just helped overall and the acting was actually pretty good in this movie yeah liam neeson was just liam neeson though to be honest like he's 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 never any more or better like any any better or worse than any one of his movies he's never he's never more or less liam neeson than he needs to be exactly it's just exactly exactly who he is (laughs) it's it's like if you're watching a liam neeson movie you know exactly what you're getting yourself into because they're all the same i just read this i didn't know this but uh bradley cooper was originally cast as the as the ottaway character really yeah and replaced by liam neeson you know what i wouldn't i don't think that's a bad choice though i could see that no that would have been good Mm -hmm. i i still i really like I, I think I like Liam Neeson better in the role just because there's something about there's something about him that uh just kind of you does it for you just like <laughs> there there's this sense of like there's this sense of like old old world skill and wisdom that comes along with Liam Neeson you know what I mean sure sure like he just looks and sounds like a dude who knows how to get shit done yeah. Whereas Bradley Cooper would have to work a little harder for it, I think, to make it convincing for me. And that would have been a younger Bradley Cooper, too. For sure. At that yeah. point. Um, was it 10 years ago? Um, anyway, though, so let's uh, Did do you any say favorite 20 scenes? years ago? No, I said 10 years ago. Oh, okay. At least said 20 years ago. I was like, holy shit, I didn't know this movie was that old. Uh, Did you so, have any, any, any scenes that stuck out to you? That, uh, um, there's a lot that stick. I, I really like this movie, man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the kills are all like. The kills never get, uh, like you never you never get used to them in the way where it's like it's like oh another person died. It's like yeah. every single kill is devastating, and you're like fuck man like because I I think it's because you start with a pretty small group of people to begin with, yeah, and there seems to be a lot of hope, you know, yeah, uh, and especially like you go like. You just went through a plane, like a, a plane crash, and that's a that's a tough thing to survive to begin with. And then you have to what? What bad luck! You survive a plane crash just to get hunted just by fucking get eaten wolves. By wolves. <laughs> Fuck, dude! Like it's just so it's just bad luck, man. And but like I said, there's never like uh, the first guy who full on gets eaten by wolves. I, I think his name was uh, Hernandez. Mm-hmm. It comes out. I mean, you, you're expecting it, but at the same time, it comes out of nowhere because they do that thing where the the camera, the the shot was really close up on him. He's taking, taking a piss. A he's yep. taking. He's. It's in the middle of taking a piss. You and can he see gets, it coming from a mile away. Too, you can, but, but when it happens, you. the wolf yeah. hits like a hammer. So yeah. it's like it, it. It's not like you hear a growl or anything like that. It's just all of a sudden like bam! Like he just gets hit by this thing. It was like um, nothing. It's like the nothing exactly. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, 
like I said, every kill after that, there was there was the one where uh, Joe Anderson, you know, they're they're walking across the frozen tundra, and mm-hmm. he starts to straggle a little bit, and he looks behind him, and all of a sudden, this the pack of wolves is running out of it. So they were watching them the entire time, going like, and the wolves are thinking. We're just gonna wait until one of them is far enough away from pick the group off, that yeah. we can pick them off, and that's exactly that's what they, they do with animals anyway, like herded animals and stuff. That's yeah, so scary. Well, and the thing uh, is, is that is that Joe Anderson's character, like he, he, you thought he was gonna be one of the last ones because they kind of focus on him a lot more in the beginning of the movie. You <coughs> kind of thought that he was gonna be probably one of the survivor ones. Well, he and was, so for he, his death, kind of came out of nowhere. You thought he was so gonna silly. be. So I like there was, he's a very specific type of character. And him, it could have. It came down to him and Diaz being this character in this movie. There's a there's a character where they start off as a shit bag and then they sort of redeem themselves. Yeah. And I was expecting it to be uh, Joe Anderson's character, and it ended up being Frank Grillo's character. Yeah. Because like Joe Anderson's character, he's obnoxious. He's ta- he's offensive. He's talking all sorts of shit, and then. Uh, and then he kind of like comes around and you think like, oh, he might be a decent guy. He's just kind of an asshole. Yeah. And then he gets picked off by the wolves. And then Frank Grillo's character, uh, Diaz, continues to be an asshole pretty much his throughout the, point, the rest though, of the movie. But his, yeah, go ahead. His go ahead. turning point was one of was, <clears throat> was one of my favorite scenes because it was like, he's they, they, they're sitting around a campfire. They finally reach the, the tree line, right? And they're, mm-hmm. they're sitting around a campfire. The elf was watching him from up above. And one of the, one of the little worker wolves comes down to try to do something and they ended up killing it by making shotgun sticks which i think Boom. was actually pretty pretty Boom awesome sticks boomsticks and um joe grillo's like he just he goes frank grillo. or frank grillo joe grillo frank grillo just goes so crazy about this whole thing he's fucking <laughs> just stabbing this wolf like a thousand times and liam neeson's just like don't stop him just just give this one to him just let him do it like and they're all just sitting around watching him lose his fucking mind on this wolf and then he cuts its fucking head off and like uh-huh. they're all just like dude bro bro no nope. like, let, let him do it up, man. let him do it <laughs> that that scene it was a really good scene though that scene where they are so they're they're basically down in sort of a little like a low spot like a a, a valley in the middle of these trees completely exposed Mm-hmm. And they managed to spark up a fire really fast. Um, but then they look out. <clears throat> they hear uh, that that little uh, Omega wolf comes down to try and attack uh, Diaz. Yeah. And they kill it. And then they're roasting. Like Liam Neeson's like, we're going to we're going to stick us we're gonna shove a stick up its ass and we're gonna cook it and we're gonna eat it so that they can see that we're not gonna get you know they can't fuck with us maybe that's and, his very uh, specific set of skills he knows how to shove sticks up animals asses really really I'm well gonna shove this stick up your ass <laughs> and uh, and he uh um that scene though is kind of chilling because you you uh he cuts the cuts the wolf's head off and throws it to him and he says here have it back and and then the the alpha howls like this really deep howl up in the tree line, mm-hmm. and you can't see anything in the trees except for his breath up in the like up in the moonlight. Yep. And he howls, and then all of the wolves surrounding them join in with the howl, and that's all you can see is like a bunch of steam coming up out of the darkness, and it's so freaky. Uh, I would, I think, I would just. I'd probably just end it and I'd jump on the fire at that point. <laughs> I feel yeah. like there's no way to get out of here. <laughs> they have us completely surrounded. Well, they um, so in their in their efforts to get out of yeah, it too. Uh, the part that so the 
Oh, go ahead. No, no, go. Go ahead. You no, you were a robot for a second. You, Sorry, our connection must be a little bit weird. Oh, tonight, that's you, all. you, you too, you too. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. In their no, efforts I was just to gonna get say, out of there, there's, there's in an effort to get out of this whole predicament, they they eventually reach this, this gulch. Gulch, is that what it's called? A gulch, a valley. Gulge. Gulge. gulge? Yeah, there we go. Gulge. Is gulge yeah, gulch? Say, is that, is that the be. word? <laughs> I know that one of those is a word. I can't, yeah, I think can't it's think gulge. I think it's Gulch. Look it up. But they get to this point though, where there's a big giant uh, cliff over a mountain. There's a river underneath it, and there's a tree line across from them. And they they somehow like launch a dude, like a dude like literally just takes a running jump, and like jumps into the tree line across the way and survives somehow. Yeah. And they basically set up this long, this like uh, tightrope basically between the tree line and the cliff face, and they have to do this thing where they. They do the the military pull. Is that what they call that the military pull, where they they hook their legs around the top of the rope and they pull with their <clears throat> with their uh, with their their hands or whatever. There's a name for it. I don't think that I can do that. I'm in relatively good shape. I'm a smaller dude. I don't think that I could do that. Um, I'm I, I'm I shocked could, that they, they were able do to it. do it so easily. I think you could do it. Well, it's also well, well. You know, suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I think sure. you could do it if it was a rope. Like if it was a proper rope, I I don't think that you would have any problem with it. But this was a bunch of shirts tied together. You know, like that's I don't the. That's another thing. Yeah, it would have stretched. It would have stretched and 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 sunk so ripped. much. Oh, it would yeah, have ripped sure. too. Let's be honest. I don't know um, though. Like if you get if you get cotton wet and then stretch it tight, it's actually pretty strong. So it might be. Yeah, I don't know. But and just uh, the way that that, that I just was, don't know that I would have the. I just don't know that I would have the fucking gonads to do it. I think I'd be too fucking scared to do it. Honestly. I mean, if it's between that and being eaten alive by wolves. You know what are you it's gonna true, do? I suppose <laughs> that it's was true. one of the that was one of the deaths that hit me the hardest because so Henriksen is the one who ends up jumping. Oh, gulch is the word by the way. A gulch, deep, okay. a deep or precipitous cleft, uh, a ravine maybe you could could have said. But same, uh, same thing. Um, or a cr- or a crevasse. Crevasse. No, that's something. That's something different. <laughs> um, so Henriksen's the one who ends up taking the leap across the across the river into the trees, right? So this guy survives a plane crash, sur- survives getting eaten by wolves. Getting eaten by wolves, yeah. Traveling across this across this barren wasteland, not being eaten by wolves, not dying of exposure or hypothermia or anything like that. Jumps across this river, lands in a tree. He's totally fine. Continues on down the way, only to be. I think I think his death was the his his was the worst because I think I would be like really if I was him I'd just be like really this is how I'm going out yeah this like fuck because he ends up him and uh, Ottaway end up next to a river walking down the river and then the wolves come out of nowhere so uh, he goes to like run away and he drops into the river gets swept away in the current. And he gets, he comes to a spot where uh, his foot gets caught in between two rocks, and then he's mm-hmm. underneath a log, basically, and he fucking drowns under this yeah. log. <laughs> and real and not, shitty way to not go. Not just not just drowns, but his mouth is literally literally three inches from the surface of the water. Like if he could just get that three inches back, he would be able to. He would be able. This to get is his... why I don't believe in God because that's just fucking cruel. Okay, <laughs> this, that's just it's just cruel. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just the it's just the biggest. Oh, like fuck. Like and the thing is, he could have easily gotten unstuck if if Ottaway would have just been just pushed his leg in the opposite direction. Right. 
And he, but he was pulling up on him instead of kind of pushing him down and unsticking his leg. He and was making a, it worse. It was a whole lot of like in a situation like that, you can't communicate with each other because yeah. Ottaway is trying to tell him to hold his breath because he wanted to come in, come down and try and give him a couple of rescue breaths. Mm-hmm. But, but Hendri- he's just screaming and not. But Hendrickson is screaming and, and pushing the air back out. Couldn't get his foot out. It's just that's the worst death to me. Well, it's one the, of the, it's the least don't, violent, but it's the worst, hands down. One of the things that they don't even talk about, though, is the fact that there's no way in hell Ottawa wouldn't have had hypothermia like crazy after being completely submerged in the freezing cold water and it being like negative 40 degrees outside, even even in the even in regular mean, winter. I mean, that was you, only... You'd have hypothermia. I mean, that was only 10 minutes before he ended up where he was at but the end of the movie. he would have... You, if you get if you, people that fall into the water, though, dude, it's usually within a matter of minutes mm-hmm. that their body starts going into shock because it's that cold. Right, right. So there's just, there's no well, end. It's, it's so unbelievable. I know suspension of disbelief. <laughs> yeah, I, I was get gonna it, say like, they they did just... <laughs> they did jump across a river into a bunch that's of true. trees. <laughs> so again, that's true. You have to kind of forget about the the logic of the whole thing. So okay, let's let's get to the end. We talked about I... this movie enough. We gotta let's okay. get to the end. Okay. Based so, based on the the end of the movie, the very last shot that you see, which by the way, most fantastic last line delivered by the best person to possibly say it in in history. He ends up reciting. He's doing a a voiceover, like a you know a, a narration of it, and says the poem that his he talked about his Irish father writing a a poem, and he recites the poem. Uh-huh. In a voiceover, right before he goes to fucking fight a wolf, <laughs> and bare hands, bare not even bare hand. He like, he duct tapes broken bottles to one fist, duct tapes a knife to the other one, and he's just like, "This is it's." So it he's was, like bootleg Wolverine and like a fucking. It was like <laughs> a knife. It was it was like what? So when you do Edward forty hands, why do you duct tape the forties to your hands? So you don't drop them. It's so you don't drop them, and it's and it's so that you you don't. You don't get your hands back until it's finished, right? So <laughs> that's go. what he was fucking doing. He taped a knife to his hand, and he taped some broken bottles to his hand, and he's like, this is when we finish it. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not, it's one of the is, most badass things this ever. This is the it way. Really it really is. <laughs> and then he fucking, how, what was that poem? What was the? I, I don't have it off uh, uh, hand here. I can probably... Once more, once more into the fray, until the, uh, once more into the fray, into the last... Into the final good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. And it's said in fucking Liam Neeson's voice. So, yeah. you know, it sounds way cooler than my oh, yeah. dumb ass saying it. I mean, he could, um, he's one of those guys that I could listen to read the dictionary. Oh, honestly. totally. Totally. One of those voices. So, so. And then, then it just ends. Long, long story it just, short, it just, it, just, it just ends. Like you see, you see him look into the wolf's eyes and then you see him lunge forward and then it cuts to black. On, uh, on one hand, it's a great, it's a great ending. On the other hand, like we just watched an hour and a half for this, like <laughs> two hours. There's no payoff. <laughs> um. So, but then there is a short clip after the credits, and what yeah. do you make of that clip? Well, what I make of it is that it doesn't really explain anything because both the wolf and so the the, the short clip is I actually didn't realize that Liam Neeson was leaning against the wolf. Oh, his hair kind of his hair his blends hair into, blends into, into the, the wolf. Yeah. So it wasn't until I watched it a second time you could sort of see like the, the side of his arm or something like that. <clears throat> I think that's. Um, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I think what happened was they fought and both of them were mortally wounded. 
and the and, and then the two apex predators are basically dying together. Is I basically think you're. What I took it as. I think you're right because if you go back and you kind of think about what happens throughout the movie, everything that happens to Liam Neeson is kind of reflected in what happens to the alpha male, especially mm-hmm. their uh, like one big one is, uh, they're down in that valley, and you hear all you hear like one dog or one one wolf make these terrible sounds and then and then you hear the alpha like destroy him and diaz says i think it's diaz says what the hell just happened he says the uh one of the one of the other wolves just challenged the alpha and mm-hmm. he put him down and not 2 minutes later diaz literally gets up and tries to kill Odway. Yeah, there, it was, he it was, was, of he was one yeah. of the he was one of the uh, the Omega wolves trying to challenge the Alpha wolf. So what you have at the end of the movie is the two Alpha wolves knocking yep. heads. Yep. And I think you're right. Like I think at the end, the what's suggested is that there's like they're they're both mortally wounded, but they I kind of so. become one because they're laying together, dying in the snow together. It's like it's sort of a poetic it's kind of poetic and beautiful poetic. yeah yeah but uh yeah anyway this fucking movie slays dude i think yeah, that it's, it's i think so everybody should watch it it's it's really good just kind of put your mind uh, you know like don't don't think logically about the behavior of wolves for a while definitely think logically about the behavior of humans because i'm <laughs> i'm pretty sure that a lot of the way that people act in this movie would probably be the way that people would act in real life in this situation probably so think about those two things and then just watch this movie and eat 27 pizza rolls while you watch it because <laughs> that, that was that was my first first, experience first time you it. watched it yep <laughs> so all right so Moving on here, then that was the that was the gray. Uh, moving on was to a movie that we had both had never really heard of uh, until very recently, and that is a movie called Hold the Dark. Uh, this is from 2018, uh, directed by Jeremy Saulnier. We are very big Jeremy Saulnier fans. Totally. Um, if you if the name doesn't sound familiar, a you've probably never listened to our show before. <laughs> Because um, we talk about him quite often, but he was the director of such movies as Murder Party, Blue Ruin, so Green good. Room, so good. like so good. Yeah, everything that he does is good. Um, uh, this movie was written by Macon Blair, so good, who starred in every one of those movies I just talked about. Him and Jeremy Sonier are uh, was freaking was he in Murder Party? Yeah, he was the main guy in Murder Party. Macon yep. Blair was. Yeah, he was the guy wearing the weird armor. I'm fairly certain. I know that he was in it. Maybe he wasn't that guy. I thought, the, I thought guy. that guy was like too tall and skinny. I've never actually seen Murder Party, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Macon Blair plays Macon. Oh, in Murder Party, <laughs> that makes um, sense. No, he was not that guy. He was not that character. Okay, okay. He was a different. Character. Yeah, Macon Blair is awesome. Jeremy Solnier, freaking awesome. Like this is a. He's these... one of those directors to watch. He's just going to continuously put out top notch work. Totally. Yeah. Um, and if this movie is and any I, I like I like that he's got this uh, relationship with Macon Blair too, where he, you know, he's in all of his movies. He he's writing screenplays well, for his movies now. And um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they were they grew up together. I oh, think. did they? I'm pretty sure because like Murder Party was made um, with friends, basically. Mm-hmm. Like they all knew each other. I'm, I'm fairly certain. And I'm pretty if I if memory serves on what I was reading, maybe this is a correction, but if memory serves, the two of them were had been longtime friends, and you know, growing up in the business and and you know, working on each other's projects. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really but, cool. But um, if you've never heard of this movie, uh, which a lot of people hadn't, uh, 
After the deaths of three children suspected to be killed by wolves, uh, writer Russell Kaur is hired by the mother of a missing six-year-old boy to track down and locate her son in the Alaskan wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, this is James. I'm going to say it. This movie is a mood piece. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> but it is. like This movie lives in its atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, It's like every scene is intentionally long and drawn out, but not to a point to where... It's obnoxiously long and drawn out. Like it right. just, it just lets you absorb everything in it before moving on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you kind of you experience this movie more <clears throat> than you watch it, and I think that's why I love it so much. It uh, it, it was really a, a gem to, to come across. Wow, you're really pulling. You're pulling out all the stops. Can you say that it was an absolute treat? Um, it was an absolute treasure, James. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, grab my, let me grab my whiteboard <laughs> just real quick. What, what do you, what do you, Mike sucks. Mike sucks. Hey, <laughs> why do I suck? <laughs> oh, you were really drunk the other night. You don't remember me writing that on there? Jesus, dude. I can't <laughs> wait to go back to listen to the first half of this show. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah, no, uh, you're totally right, though. This is. James, my body piece. was about 45% booze on Friday, okay? Oh, hell yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, no, but it was though. This movie is, <clears throat> it's on Netflix, so everybody has it for free. <laughs> it's on, um, ne- oh, oh, hold on. If I may, not only do you get it for free on Netflix, if you pay for Netflix, uh, that's you, what I meant. you can also get it for free, for free on Audible. Cause I actually, when I found out that this was based on a novel, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to squeeze this puppy in before we record the show. And I managed to. It's only 16 hours that's, long. That's what you said. <laughs> it's only 16 hours long, which might sound like a lot, but when you're used to reading Stephen King novels like I am, yeah. it, that's a pretty short listen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this the novel for this movie, the novel that this movie is based on is uh, is on Audible for free. And you said and that I, this movie will, follows the book really closely, right? This movie is the most true to a novel film i've ever seen in my life like the like the the uh the setup of the scenes the actual dialogue in the scenes is so it's like i it's it's like i would say probably 95 percent dead on okay there's a few there's a few details in the book um and and actually details that shed more light on what's going on in this movie because this movie is a little vague they, it, well, uh, it's intentionally vague. Intentionally vague, and it's I and I actually vague. I actually appreciate the how how vague the, they were with this movie because I think it leaves it to open to interpretation a little bit. Yeah, I, but if I you're like... if you're dying for explanations, the book kind of fills in some of those gaps. So I would definitely recommend listening to the book as yeah, well. Yeah, I feel like this movie goes one or two ways depending on which, whatever kind of mindset you're in while, while you're watching it. It's either a supernatural movie or it's like a really sad <laughs> kind of drama. Uh, it really depends. All depends on what kind of a mindset you're in watching. Well, it's either it. it's either a it's it's either a supernatural movie, or like, a, yeah, definitely sad drama. But but sort of a study of uh, um, human behavior, human behavior, and and how animalistic we can be under the under the the type of conditions that would warrant us acting like animals. Sure, sure. You know what I mean. 
Um, so this movie opens um, the way that any good movie does with a child death. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that's how you, that, you set the stage right away. You I remember we were watching this together and you're just like, oh, that kid's that kid's. Oh, no, he survived. Oh, no, oh, that kid's dead. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's, it's like the roller coaster does the, the hill you didn't see coming. And then it's like, oh, no, we're going up again. Nope. Right back down. <laughs> um, so this, uh, this very distraught mother. Um, her six-year-old kid dies at the beginning of the movie. Her husband is away for work, right? Um, no, he's in the military. He's in the military. He's in well, fl- he's in, work, he's in Fallujah thing, but... at the time, yeah. which we were trying to figure out the uh, the time frame, when, like when people would have been in Fallujah, because that's a that's that's a, a when you hear guys like veterans in the in mm-hmm. the military talk about Fallujah. There's a very specific kind of time period. Uh, this book takes place in 2004. Okay, that makes sense. So, that makes sense. Um, so it was basically the Iraq War, is basically uh, what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so her husband's over there. You basically see him get fucking murdered. Like he's he's a crazy person. He he sees a fellow. This is a crazy crazy scene. He's like you can tell that like, him walking around. There's something going on mentally with him. You know, like he's his mind is in a completely different space than being in war. War has changed him. Something right. And he goes into this house. Because he hears some commotion going on, and he sees one of his fellow soldiers raping an Iraqi woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I'm assuming Iraqi woman uh, raping a woman doesn't matter where she's from. And he comes up to him without saying a word, just pulls his knife out and shanks him about 15 times right under the arm in the side of the ribs. This this kill and it was so brutal. This kill is a perfect example of a like if uh, Jeremy Solnier. In his movies, I, I mean, aside from the writing always being awesome and the acting mm-hmm. always being awesome, I, Blue Ruin and Green Room, I can't recommend those movies enough. They're so good. So good. Um, his kills are always so hyper-realistic that it's like, I think that guy actually just killed that dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, dude, it's... it's like the because it's not overly graphic to where it's comedic. It's like well, it's, it's just graphic enough to make you believe it, and then that's it. It's not overly graphic to where it's you know like we're used to in horror movies. We're used to uh, a certain type of gore. These are still really gory scenes, but the the gore is so realistic. Like when the guy falls down on the ground, you would imagine the impact and his heart beating to cause a little bit of blood to splurt out of the sure. wounds. And that's exactly what happens. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or, or right down to the way he's breathing because he probably got stabbed in the lung. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like everything is so hyper realistic that it's like, it really kind of fucks well, you up. The guy a falls bit. to the ground. The guy falls to the ground too. And he's like, definitely not dead, but he also can't breathe or talk because his fucking lungs are punctured. So exactly. It's like, it's like it's, yeah, it's just grossly <laughs> it's, it's realistic. Um, <laughs> So then he ends up walking out of there, whatever, gets shot in the neck, plugs his own wound with his thumb, basically. No, gets, he's, and, actually, he's actually just... I, I went back and I rewatched quite a bit of the movie. He's just sort okay. of like laying there in shock. I thought I he think plugged, he, I thought oh, he I think he it does. Up. I think he puts his palm up to yeah, his neck yeah. to kind of put pressure on it. I, but Stop I mean, blood from squirting, at least. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But even but he that... But ends up surviving. Like, watching that, watching that, like... Uh, I'm assuming that's a practical effect. It had to be, right? Oh, it had it to looked so I, good. Yeah. It was but, a really uh, good effect. It was so good. Like watching the blood pour out of that wound was ugh. so good. Great. Watching that blood pour out. <laughs> I've been listening um, to a lot of metal lately. <laughs> yeah. So while he's in Fallujah, though, like I said, the six year old goes missing, and um, 
uh, <clears throat> uh, his wife ends up, uh, uh, Medora, Medora Sloan was her name, uh, Riley Coro. Great, great name. Yeah, Ma- Riley Medora Sloan. Kyo, Kyo. Riley Kyo, I'm going to go with. I would say, uh, I would say either. Cough. I would say cough, maybe. Or Kof. Kyof. Kyof. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, she ends up hiring Russell Core. And he, what he is, he's a writer about uh, wolves and like wolf behavior and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he understands them and she hires him to basically come track down this wolf and kill it basically in revenge for her son. Mm-hmm. And there's been some other killings in the area as well that she's been aware of. And so that's why she there's hires him. There's been three, three kids in total taken by wolves, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she, it's weird though, her, her, whole demeanor in the beginning of this movie is super odd and strange because mm-hmm. on one hand she looks like she's a grieving mother that just lost her son mm-hmm. but on the other hand her husband is away and she randomly just goes and lies down next to russell naked and wants her wants him to kill her hey like well, it's it's well the well the elf is away the wolves will play right <laughs> weird way to play though is all I'm saying like well the it's, thing is that that's the whole not thing even is that's a, not even the weird part the weird part is that she was Russell wakes up to find her like scrubbing her skin off in the tub yes and and talking to herself and then she walks out of and then he's like oh shit I shouldn't be watching this he goes back to lay down and she walks into the room wearing a fucking wooden wolf mask. Buck naked, but with a wolf mask. I know how much you love masks, dude. How much of a half chub did you have? (laughs) (laughs) I know how much you love masks. It was a fully. (laughs) No, the the masks were awesome in this movie. Um, but and then but then she takes the mask off and she goes over to Russell and lays down next to him, and it's not a sexual thing, really. No, that's what's creepy about it. Which I think she, if it was if it was sexual, it'd be less creepy. She grabs his hand and she like kind of brings it up underneath her chin, and you think she's just sort of Holding like spooning it. with him, like she needs some comfort. But then she puts his hand around her throat, and she starts to squeeze his hand to squeeze her neck. I mean, in fairness, that's pretty much how every sexual encounter I have goes. Oh yeah, for the most part. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Who has? She doesn't put my hand there. I'm just trying to kill her. That's. <laughs> Yeah, semantics. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those did things. I, did I just admit that on air? I, I never do that. What am I talking about? It's all right. I got your back <laughs> if the police come calling, bud. Um. Um, so that sets the stage, though, for just the hyper weirdness that is this movie, right? Yeah. So the husband comes back, and right away there's something weird because he doesn't trust Russell. Mm-hmm. Even though Russell did nothing wrong, and Russell is fighting his own demons as well, he's got his own shit that he's dealing with, which is one of the reasons he went out there to begin with. Yeah, you don't really learn about that until later on in the movie, though. Um, mostly, even though you can mostly family issues and stuff. Yeah, like but you that, can yeah. sense that there's something with him not right. Right, right, right. You know, he's dealing with some stuff too. Right. So the husband comes back, and it's weird because the entire town sort of rallies around him, but not his grieving family or his wife or anything else rallies around who the husband around sloan yeah it's weird yeah. oh it's so his like name fraternal. is his name is his name is vernon sloan we never yeah. mentioned that by the way vernon sloan. yeah sorry uh um, played by alexander skarsgård by the oh, way oh yeah hell fucking yeah fucking skarsgård fucking tall drink of water that boy right yeah 
I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I actually could probably get my wife to watch this movie because it deals quite a bit with psychology and quite a bit with Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she'd, she'd probably be into it. <laughs> Those Scandinavian men, Mood, I'll tell Those you what. They do something, Scandies, baby. They do something weird to my so, nipples. <laughs> so sexy, right? <laughs> Yeah, I got half chub nipples she's going more on of a, right now. She's more of a Bill Skarsgård kind of lady, though, which is weird because I think in the clown uh, makeup, huh? In, in the, the clown makeup, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say that Bill Skarsgård is not sort of dreamy, but he's dreamy in like a serial killer way. Yeah, he's, whereas he's whereas Ale- whereas Alexander Skarsgård is just you know fucking he's dreamy magnifique. in like a sometimes you don't know which eyes looking at what kind of way. <laughs> Um. Anyway, though, uh, anyway, yeah. So he comes back though, and you can tell there's something weird because everybody in the town just they rally around him, and in a way that is very, um, like protective, almost, almost like there's a big secret in the town that nobody wants to give up. Like they're a den, (laughs) right? Or a pack. And this is kind of where. It, it's like depending on how you're watching it and depending on how you're taking everything, you know, it leads you down sort of a supernatural path. But it, I've isn't, got my opinion. I've got my, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, um, I might, I might have a little, uh, being that I have a little more insight because I did listen to the novel. Yeah. I, I, I think that I'll I, say this. I, but I, here's the thing is I could respect both opinions. Yeah. Like if you said that it was supernatural, I would say, I, yeah, that's really, totally understandable and if i said that it's not i would also think that's understandable i really like the idea of somewhat of like a skinwalker type thing going on i i personally think that makes it really interesting and really cool and that is what some of the people in the village and that's why you you kind of you kind of get some of the people saying that that's ridiculous in the movie and some of the people saying that's exactly what's going on yeah so and and nothing is ever explained so it really could be Anything. It's open to interpretation. Even down to the way that the wife is acting, you can take her actions one way or the other, too. Like, yeah. she knows that she brought a child into this world that is one of him, one of his kind, and she can't stand it, right? So maybe, like, she killed her, or she set her son up <clears throat> to get killed because of that reason, but then, she, but then she hates herself and wants him to kill her because she took out her own son, right? Like, right. there's that weird, like, like like responsibility slash guilt thing going on. Like well, and then if you, th- if you very, think, very strange. if you think about the wording of the, of, of her letter to Russell core, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we even ran down the, the, uh, the, the cast list of this movie or not, but um, Russell, not Russell, Russell core played by Jeffrey Wright. Really the only people you need to know are, um, uh, it, like the main people would be Riley, Riley Cove or whatever her name is. <clears throat> Medora Sloan. Russell core is played by Jeffrey Wright. Um, Vernon Sloan played by Alexander Skarsgård, and then uh, uh, Marion Donald Marion played by Jan- James Badge Dale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the 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 um, sheriff from town who kind of takes over the investigation sure. of this whole thing. Which, um, what? No, I was gonna say there was a scene with the cops that fucking threw me for a loop. Was it the right, first, like, it like right, right, when Vernon, right when Vernon came into Yeah, dude. Oh, and, and also I should mention, uh, who was Chion? Chion is played by Julian Black Antelope. Uh, I mean, Greatest name ever. Yeah, fucking awesome name. I think he's actually, I don't know if he's Yupik, um, of, of Yupik lineage. 
Central Irish. He's Central Irish. First, oh, he's Canadian actor of First Nations, Central American, and Irish descent. No, he's a mutt. Okay. He's, he's like us. He's a mutt. <laughs> but great name. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, um, here's... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, one of the things, you know, we're talking about the the, the, the funeral and this and that. One of the things that, that backs up my claims that the mother was in on the son dying is that they find the son's body in the mother's basement. Oh, oh, and the mother killed the son. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, she by the way, by the way not, spoilers, she, if you're still listening to the spoilers, obviously. Yeah, watch, yeah, obviously, watch <laughs> the movie. But the wolf, that's the thing, though. The wolf didn't kill her kid. No. She did. So why does he want her, or why does she want him to take out the wolf population if the wolf population well, it, wasn't them? No, she doesn't. This is what I was getting at. When she writes to Russell Core. If you think of the if you think of this small town of Creelute that they live in, if you think of it as a den of wolves, basically a pack of wolves, because they really they act in service to their own. They sure. all protect each other, even though they have secrets amongst the pack that should, to the outside world, be punishable offenses. But they all act in complete service to each other, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when she writes to Russell Core. She knows that what she has done is wrong. And she says to him, will you come? I'm hoping that you will come and hunt the wolf who killed my son. Now think about the, now think about the scene where I told you that she laid down next to him. She could have put, had anybody listen, there kill her, though. That's the thing. Why, why bring him into this? Because they're, they're a pack. Nobody in town is going to... Everybody is so loyal to each other because think about think so why about couldn't what, she just kill herself? Think, think about what Russell said, dude. Well, you're you're fucking you're you're getting out of the narrative here. Stop <laughs> thinking about what you would do. To, no, stop thinking, thinking about what you would die. do and thinking about this actual story. Stop but thinking about what you would to... do and think about the story. She didn't do that. She didn't kill herself. So okay. put that out of your head, right? Okay. Um, because at one point in time, Russell Core says that I've seen this. I've seen this time and time again when 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 uh when animals in a pack get desperate resource like if resources are scarce or food is scarce or whatever they will often kill their own and often they will kill their young and it's called savaging. Yeah, she they- kills her young, she savages her young and the reason that she does it this is a little bit of uh I'll shed a little bit of light from the the novel that you actually are not privy to in in the movie. Her, Medora, and her husband, Vernon Sloan, are brother and sister. And she feels dirty about the fact that they have brought a an in, incestuous child into the into the world. Really? And not so only this, not okay. only that, but they have a history of psychopathy in their in their in their uh, in their family. So sounds she's a lot like, that so sounds when, a lot like lycanthropy to me. <laughs> oh, dude, totally. Well, that's the thing is like, like you still like there still could be there still could be a supernatural element well, at play here. Just, and she tells she tells Russell never in her letter does she ever mention that her child was sick, right? But no. when Russell goes to Crelute and they're talking to each other and she says, "My husband," he goes, he goes, "Where did you meet your husband?" And she goes, "I didn't meet him. I've just always known him." I, I don't have a single memory that he's not in. And then he told me that he would never leave me, but now he's away at war and he left me with a sick child. 
she never mentioned ever that the child was sick. Yeah. It was actually because he was starting to show signs of so what here's the thing what so runs in the was, family, which is he was so possibly she was a, one of them a, so, too. Like there was some sort of mental illness. So she was one of them too then. Um, and that's why I, I'm thinking that she, if it was her sister, that would make sense. If if so if, she, if they were brother and sister, yeah, it would stand to reason that hereditarily that, they shared the same. And uh, maybe that's why she was scrubbing illness. her skin off in the bath mm-hmm. because she's trying to scrub off that part of her. Yeah. Oh, and now she. Oh God, this movie's so dude, good. Dude, this fucking this movie is this, so good. <laughs> you and I should have probably had a conversation about this movie, and and I I, I expect that we will because I want to rewatch well, the entire the movie. There and is I, no way that we're even going to scratch the surface of this movie on this show. You know like, what we should do? I'm going to declare this right now on this on that? this show because we're looking for new things to do in the new year. We should some of these movies where we've had really long like philosophical conversations. We should do episodes where we go back and we take a second look at the movies where we feel like we weren't able to really hammer out as much as we needed to on the show and and just do one movie in one episode and fucking get it all out on the table. You know what I mean? I'm into that. I'm into it too. And I think we should do but it with this then. movie at some point in time because there's so much to this movie. And yeah, I think there that, is. There's I think that no you should way listen that we're going to the... even touch on everything. No, no, no. There's no way. And I think you should listen to the novel too just to get a little more insight as well. No, and, and I would. If we're going to do an episode like that, I, I absolutely would. Um, there's like, Macon Blair's character in this movie I thought was small fantastic oh he's he's so his, good dude. his like, role was so good though like so fucking good he's a he's a <laughs> he's, he's a very cham- fine actor he's a chameleon <laughs> a chameleon <laughs> <laughs> i know that you finally started watching how i met your mother so i feel like that joke I lands just with finished you. <laughs> that episode like two days ago too it's the only reason that i, just, I understand i just watched it. it last i just watched it last night he's a chameleon so he, um. uh, he, no, but like, think about his characters. Yeah. Think about his characters in Blue Ruin. In Blue Ruin, he's this quiet, like, timid, uh, timid guy who's pushed to the edge and ends up having to, like, fight for his life. In the green room, he's a neo Nazi, yeah. like a complete asshole. I need to rewatch Green Room. And then in this movie, he is just like, like you said, his role is, is small, but it's not forgettable. Like he's he's a pretty pivotable piv, pivotal part of this movie. I like, I like pivotable. That's good. Pivotable. <laughs> he's a pretty pivotal part of this movie. But like when you see his him, death too though. Oh, his death is fantastic. <laughs> it's and that's another one of those things about uh, Solnier's kills being really realistic. When he gets stabbed in the top of the head, he continues to like murmur for a second. Which is yeah, it's brutal. Which it's is which is which brutal. is so realistic. It's sickening because like if you got stabbed right in the top of the head and your brain suddenly got you know like short circuited. Yeah, like all of your neurons <laughs> are suddenly firing in all sorts of weird fucking ways. You would you would probably go and like and it's like a radio powering down when you kill the the power on a radio and you just hear like that. Yeah, it's it's so it's so weird. Like, um. And there's a lot of I don't want to give the endings I don't want to give the ending away here at all. There are some very unexpected deaths in this movie. I will say that towards the end, and it's like you watch and you're just like Jesus Christ after this journey you took with these characters. Like I think I already gave it away when I was talking about the gray earlier. Well, don't bring it up. People missed it. They missed it. Well, hey, no. By now, if you're listening to our podcast, go watch these. 
You should know. Watch the movies before we talk about them because we give all right, you fine. all the spoilers. Fine. When Russell dies at the end was very unexpected. I did not expect him. Russell didn't die at the end. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Russell's the Russell's the writer. Yeah. He didn't die at the end, dude. Why do I remember him dying? He got shot with an arrow yeah. in the in the hot spring. And then he Oh, was right. and they nurse him back to health. You're right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Right. <laughs> and then sorry. he wakes sorry. he wakes up in the hospital and his daughter Amy is there. And she says, yes, What happened yes. to you? And he says, I'll tell you. And that's cut to black. Okay, never mind. Never mind. You're right. I, I'm looking at my notes about this or whatever, because I took the notes when I thought he was dying. Yeah. And so sorry. Come on, pause man. there. Come on, get with it. Even still though, even still though, like the watch this fucking movie. We can't stress it enough. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Totally. Uh it's absolutely worth your time. Um Yeah, dude. Like I just Yeah, the the the, the Maybe the, give me the scenery. Maybe it's giving like, a maybe giving a cigarette to a guy that just got shot in the lung with an arrow, not the greatest idea at the end of the movie. Here's what I'll t- I'll tell you though, there's something this doesn't seem like the greatest idea. <clears throat> well, he was he he was dying, you know. It's like Get, would have like been great you, though if he took a puff on it and then you would just see like a little trail of smoke coming out of the, the arrow hole <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you see the you, the the old visual of like a, a guy uh with a noose around his neck right and the hangman mm-hmm. comes and puts a cigarette in his mouth before he pulls the pulls the lever yeah. it's kind of that's kind of what it was and that's the thing is like it's kind of weird like uh medora called on him to come and basically take her out because she felt the shame for what she was doing or had done and uh when vernon shows back up it's like much like a she-wolf whose alpha has just returned to the den she kind of she kind of forgot everything prior to what had happened before the alpha got back and she's suddenly (laughs) back on the side of the alpha yeah. So 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 Russell gets shot with an arrow at the end and and then rather than trying to fight off her alpha who has come home she goes with him. Yeah. And they go and they they dig the body of their son back up and they're walking off into the distance like there's It's like fuck, when it's it's, it's like she too- lost like like while mm. he was away she had this this newfound like when an alpha is away from the pack right someone's going to rise up and have this newfound courage to do something that's like she did that and then once he came back that was all off the table, and she right. was right back to being the submissive Omega that she was the entire time. Right. Um, yeah, it's... God, yeah, it, it's, there's, it's... God, there's so much to this movie, man. It's, yeah, I want to rewatch this movie really, really badly. This is... I, I, I definitely think that if we're going to do that that kind of episode that I'm talking about, this is one of those ones that we need to talk yeah. about we'll more it, in we'll depth because there's one. there's so much to it. There's like there's and even just sitting here, I've I've already watched the movie one and a half times and I listened to the novel and even now I'm thinking about more stuff that I could stuff, bring up. Yeah. There's like Yep. Yeah. This is this is one of this those is films one of those that movies. just grows on you the more you watch it. There's just more things that kind of this uh, is a, reveal this is themselves a, and, and everything this else. This is a good night mommy. Yeah. Or a or Bar- a Babadook. Babadook. <laughs> um anyway though. Maybe a good place to end it right there. Yeah, yeah. Watch we'll the end fucking it. movie. We'll end it right there. Yeah, watch the movie. Let us know what you think. Uh, Jeremy Solnier, as far as I'm concerned, so far, can do no wrong. I agree. Him and uh, Megan Blair both. 
Yeah. Uh, Macon Blair's uh, his directorial <clears throat> debut was uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, which was the Netflix exclusive. Oh, I haven't exclusive. watched that yet, but it's I've heard with, good uh, things. Elijah Wood. It's fuck. It's so good. Well, of it's course you're so gonna say good. anything with Elijah Wood. In this no, game. no, it really is just a really, really great movie though. <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. quirky and fun, but drama like it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, these two guys though, like there's just there's talent <laughs> between these two guys. A yeah, lot of talent. Absolutely, and man. I will watch anything that either one does, 100%. whether it be together or separate. Hundred so. percent. This one I just noticed on the top of IMDb has a five point six out of ten, and I I just can't understand that. I that think is. I, absolutely asinine yeah i don't i don't uh, i don't no. think people get it <laughs> and i and honestly i'm not saying that i do get it but i think that i'm trying harder to like make my way toward getting it than other i feel like a lot of people just a lot watch of people a, don't care enough to really i feel like a lot of people just watch a movie and their first impression is all that they're that's all you're going to get out of them and they don't continue to think about a movie after they've watched it and then and then they go on IMDb and they're here's, like, this movie sucked. Okay, here's one of the very first reviews I found on here. They gave it a four out of ten, and the and the, and the title of the review is boring and baffling. Yeah. First off, you you're clearly a fucking idiot and shouldn't be <laughs> reviewing movies, because let me let me start by saying that mo- this movie is not completely garbage. What? <laughs> what That's you, what they said. What do you mean it's not completely garbage? Like, and actually, I'll say so to counter that. I, I scrolled down, and the first thing that I saw under user reviews is bleak doesn't equate to boring, which is a, it's a, it's a fantastic response sure. to what that person just said. Because this movie is incredibly bleak. Oh, it it's, is, but it's intentional. Just like, just like, ev- just like every other... I, I'm pretty sure when I, when I... The first time I watched Blue Ruin, I told you that Blue Ruin is... It's a movie where when you get to the end of it, you almost think that there's no dialogue, even though there is. Yeah. But it's it's a movie that lives so much in uh in the quiet in the in the quiet portions of the movie that like that's where the real life of the movie is. That when you get to the end, you're like, holy shit, like so much happened. But at the same time, it, it was it was it doesn't it was feel like, like a, anything happened, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's weird. I I, I know exactly and, what you're talking about, it's and weird. that's kind of Jer- Jeremy Solnier's style. Mm-hmm. He really like he lives loudly in the quiet. Uh, I agree. Which sounds like it's a, a very a, it's a, no, it's a very good way of putting it. It's a very I, sophisticated way of putting it. I feel like an <laughs> asshole saying something like that because I feel like like Roger Ebert. Well, he lives he lives loudly in the quiet. <laughs> but well, here's but here's it's, the rest. It's true. Like he's a fucking master at at really setting a mood, a mood piece. He's <sighs> and at setting a mood and really like kind of taking you through, taking you through what the characters are going through. Yeah, and I, if you can't respect that, then fucking stop well, watching movies, let me, man. Let me let me read the rest of this review. Right, all right, this is the same review, and um, yeah. So it says, let me start by saying this movie is not completely garbage. It has something to do with their. It has something to it that keeps you going uh, for some reason, despite an unintelligible plot and amazingly slow play, uh, pace. You still find yourself watching the movie, waiting for it to redeem itself. It doesn't. The more time that you invest in this adventure, the more painful it becomes to admit that this movie is beyond redemption, that nothing normal is going to happen, and that you just wasted two hours of your life. Fuck you. That's a stupid person. You should never fucking review a movie again in your life. 
fucking hire somebody, hire a writer to come kill you. That's what you should do. If there's nothing else you got from this movie, make it that's really, what you should have gotten. Make it a really good death, too. <laughs> or a really bad one. I don't care. Oh, dude, we didn't, even, we didn't even talk about Chihan in this movie. There's a lot we didn't talk about, James. Fuck. But don't, he's, don't start now. <laughs> oh, God, he's such a big part of the movie, though. This, I, uh, the scene, the scene with him firing down on the the officers oh, so from the God. from the top level of his house with his mask on too. No, he wasn't wearing a mask. Was he wearing? I thought he was wearing no. a mask at the end of that. No, okay. no, that was so intense though. And and this is another reason I want you to listen to the book is because the the relationship between Vernon and Chion is explored a lot more mm-hmm. in the book, and it kind of gives you a sense of. Uh, like, like why why he's so loyal to Vernon, and how they really do have sort of a sort of a primally instinctual relationship with each other. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, the way, yeah, no, by all means, it, I'll, it's I'll, it's I'll cool. It's cool the way that the <laughs> the the author is able to make them seem like animals, even though they're human. You know what I mean? Are they though? In a respectful way, though. Like he, but but he are just, they human? I, okay, that's so the thing. <laughs> that's how. That's how we'll end it. Uh, you think that this movie actually has some supernatural undertones? What I'm guessing is that the movie has more supernatural tones than the book does. Is what I'm guessing. I don't necessarily. No, the book's really no different. Okay. I just like after reading the book or listening to it, rather. I don't. I don't think that there are I don't think there's anything supernatural going on. I don't okay. actually think there's this isn't this isn't a book or a movie about um werewolves or skinwalkers or tornox or anything like that. I think this is just a movie about people with um uh loyalty to a fault. Oh, like the proud boys. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Loyal, loyalty to, loyalty to a fault to a point where they're where they're willing to take it to um a level of violence like sure. unspeakable violence and the idea of a of a village being so closed off that they're that they're they're well, almost like they, they're almost they, like a pack of wolves they brewed drank and bought into their own uh, Kool-Aid basically I don't even think it, I I I think it's more respectful than that I don't think it's like a cult I think it's more of a cultural thing Okay, it's it's okay. it's it's more of a cultural thing. It's not like like when a the, tiny... like when he like when he goes outside and shoots the cops because they're looking into it. It's it's almost more like we'll protect our own, stay out of it kind of thing. Like we got this. Right. Don't get don't right. get in our way. Which is still terrible. It's a horrible sure. thing that he did. And that's one of those instances where I was saying the book and the movie, that scene where they're where Marion and Chion are talking on the on the porch. The dialogue is identical. It's it, amazing. Yeah. It's actually yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, I want to read it. You now. need. You need to. I sent it to you for free. I know. No, I know. Listen, will you listen to it? No, you didn't. You sent me that other book. That oh, MP- I sent you NPC. No, NPC, this one yeah. is free. This one is free on 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 Audible. So oh, okay. everybody should check it out and everybody should watch this movie because it's really fucking good. Uh, don't be expecting. It's kind of a slow burn. It's 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 a it's a mood piece. <laughs> and don't be ex- don't be expecting anything like crazy or or um I mean it is crazy in its own way but just just kind of get absorbed in the in the sure. in the world that 
Jeremy down, Solnier has couch. made here because it's it it's beautiful. I'm gonna say that like yeah, oh yeah. The cinematography amazing. The acting is amazing. The mood, the plot, everything about it. I really really enjoyed a lot, and I think everybody should watch this movie. Agreed. All right. On that note, James. On that note, James. Uh, we've gone way over our time, but yeah, hey, it's a guess bit, what? A little bit of a longer episode. Guess what? It's our show. I'm gonna blame drunk us in the first half for it going long. I'm also gonna blame <laughs> drunk us on the second half because <laughs> I've been I've been drinking Knob Creek for the past hour and a half, and I'm feeling I'm not like, I'm not drunk at all right now, so you can't blame me for that one. Oh, so we flip flopped. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> all right, so yeah. Anyway, watch these movies. They were both a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to find us on social media before next week when we bring you another just absolutely thrilling episode, thrilling hour and a half of entertainment, <laughs> hopefully, you know, hopefully only an hour and a half and not two it's and a half never hours, an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Instagram at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can also, uh, hey, you know, you, you can also find us on every major streaming platform. Yeah, uh, you if can. you're listening to this right now, like if our voices are blessing your lives, you've mm. already found us. So, you know what? Be like Jesus and spread the good word. We are, we are the miracle. Amen. You be Jesus. We are the miracle. Everybody gets fish. That's how it happens, right? That's. <laughs> I think that's how it works. I don't know. Um, spread the word, though. Uh, we 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 love we love people. Well, we hate people, but we love you guys. I'm terrible. At Inle- this. In- unless you <laughs> unless you unless you're people, then we hate you. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, next week, uh, you, you can look forward to us babbling about 28 days later and 30 days of night. Oh shit! Yeah. Shit. This is our day drinking episode. So we got to record this at like midday on Saturday, right? Just get blasted at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm here for it. And record an episode. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. That might be one that I could actually get my wife in on. Oh, yeah? Little menage a (laughs) pot? Oh, yeah. I'm into that. (laughs) Yeah, because she likes day drinking. (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll send the kids off to the to the in-laws for the night and she'll finally be on an episode uh, her and the captain make it happen is all i'm she'll, saying she'll just <laughs> she'll park on the couch back here and drink a fucking fifth of captain and uh and and, and just watch us be dumbasses, which is basically Amazing. what she does anyway all right folks well uh hey that's it for this week that's we're it, gonna James. see you next week and we're gonna have a we're gonna have just a you know we're gonna, a, a, we're gonna have a gay old time. Just a gay old time. So, I'm, the, the hey, stones. We'll have cheer, a gay old time. Cheers, bud. Cheers. Kinky. <laughs>